You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into the Friday edition of Sports Call, live on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. My name is Ryan LaVoy, the host of the show. Today, I've got Cam Berry and Brooks Childress with me, as uh, we are very excited because this is our last show until some Auburn football. We had some more college football last night. We'll talk a little bit about some of it, and we will get you set for this weekend, week number one. Auburn taking on UMass. A lot of other matchups to discuss on today's show. We'll also try to give the playoff rankings or, excuse me, playoff predictions for the four uh, as we will uh, be giving our playoff thoughts at some point today, too. Previewing all things Auburn, UMass, and also talking about a certain cable company. Uh, which is unfortunately at the forefront of the college football mindset right now. So a lot to get in today. Uh, as always, we'll have birthdays and sports nightly TV guide and your phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line. Ryan, Brooks, and Cam with you here on this Friday edition of the show. Brooks, how are you this afternoon? Well, Ryan, let me tell you. Let, 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 me, let me sit here and just, just, just tell you for a second. Last night, I left work. I thought, you know, I, I left work. There was already some football on, ready, you know, and uh, we, we caught a little bit of it before I left the station, but, you know, I, I, was, I was ready. I went, went out on the way home, picked up some fried chicken from an establishment here in, here in town, went home with my box of chicken, was ready to settle <laughs> down, and as, as I settled in to, and picked up the remote last night, I thought, tomorrow's show is going to be great because we're going to talk some college football. And then as the night, you know, as, as, as the night progressed, I was I said the Braves are going to be playing tonight. Maybe Ronald Acuna does something very special tonight. Um, and with, there were stirrings of potential more conference realignment. I said, that'll be great to talk about on the show. And as I sat down with my chicken, ready to enjoy college football, I turned on the TV. And did I find college football? No, I sure didn't. I found a message that said, that there was no college football, uh, uh, paraphrasing, there's no college football for you tonight. And I lost my mind a little bit. I've, I found some workarounds, but I lost my mind a little bit that this is what the first night of college football, the headline is not Florida looked bad, Utah maybe looked good, we had a great game, you know it's going to be a good college football season if you get a, just, uh, a Gus Johnson walk-off uh, in, in the first um in the first game, a walk-off yelling Gus Johnson call. But no, we're talking. We're 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 talking about a cable company and and a fight <laughs> with with a with another big corporation. 
and it's it's awful i i hate it and it it's you know it, the i hate it one i i hate it for the for just because of college football i hate it for the the folks in you know uh the the orlando area the tampa area that are the big you know last night college football was was missing on a lot of tvs around the country uh but it was you know a lot of places it wasn't your team playing last night so it's like oh okay sure well it was somebody's team Two big cities that uh, there's a lot of spectrum customers, um, Tampa and Orlando. Also, a lot of Florida Gator alum down there couldn't watch their team. And I'll be honest, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not a business insider or a, or a cable insider. Um, I think folks are, are need to start preparing for uh, alternative ways to get the, the Auburn and Alabama games tomorrow. And it's it's just you know it, I don't know what the what the situation looks like uh, with with negotiations, but you you got to be prepared to find alternate ways to watch those games if you if you have if if you have those ways because it's it's unfortunate that it it is you're you're ready for football you got ready you you just waited for months and then at kickoff taken away from you and so it's it's unfortunate I wish uh I, I want and we will talk about you know the actual games and and stuff that that happened last night and the some of the great plays and stuff but the on the forefront is a lot of people didn't get to watch college football last night because of uh because of of fighting between a cable company and a and, a, and another big corporate entity so C- certainly was not something that we expected to, to need to talk about today and i i don't <laughs> think it became uh, it did not come on anyone's radar until literally, I think, the day before mm-hmm. is when the oh no messages started to happen. Where you could lose so and so, you could lose Disney and all their offerings, and that was, I think, not till uh, late Wednesday. And then all of a sudden, boom, there it is on on Thursday, right at game time for Florida and Utah. Of course, we broadcasted that game on our air, uh, radio waves yep. on FM Talk 93.9. Hopefully, everyone nice. was t- able to tune in that. But uh, just incredibly disappointing. We'll talk a little bit more about it in just a second. Cam Barry also on the show. I am here. Cam, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing great, um, especially after watching Ronald Acuna Jr. hit a grand slam for history. Um, first player ever to have 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. Well, it's still a close game, and Mookie Betts still had an outrageous game himself, but um, still uh, the Braves did were able to still get the win, 8-7. Um, to seven. Uh, I watched. I watched most of it. I think I watched all the way up until like the sixth inning. Of course, that's you know when things got even more interesting. So you're the problem. You stopped I'm watching. Sorry, I yeah. had to go to bed, man. I had to get up for work this morning. You know those West Coast I, trips do kill the. You do yeah. do wreak havoc on the bedtime. Oh, goodness gracious! Right, nine ten p.m. start. Uh, just wild. But uh, I got to watch the the beginning where where the Braves scored a lot, and I got to watch. Ronald hit his grand slam, so I felt like I I got the important stuff in, you know, um, and uh, yeah, the the stuff with Spectrum and Disney that's so unfortunate and so ill timed is is the best way to put it, where everybody's getting excited for the game, everybody's excited, do 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 do, and then all of a sudden, oh, we can't watch it. That's just heartbreaking, and I I I feel for everybody that that happened to. Um, I mean, just to not even be able to enjoy, even though even if it's not your team, just to be able to enjoy the the ambiance that is college football, 
uh, for the first time and really feel the environment, the first big time matchup. And it's all of a sudden unable to be watched. That's just so frustrating, but I'm doing great. It's Friday. Can't wait. Game day tomorrow. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm ready to get it, man. I'm ready to, ready to see some Auburn Tigers football. Absolutely. We've been previewing it all summer long and it's finally here. Uh, unfortunately though, it is on ESPN and therefore it is not watchable if you have spectrum. I would recommend the, the free trial methods mm, of yeah. some of the other YouTube services. TV, um, Plus Live maybe you're wanting to hang into Spectrum for a little while longer to see if they do reach an agreement in a timely manner with Disney. Uh, so a lot of these different places, uh, Hulu, YouTube TV, Fubo, Sling, a lot of them do free trials. Now, some of them are up to a week long. Some of them are only a couple of days. Um, they, they kind of vary, but what I would recommend doing, if you really do w- not want to pull the plug or, or, uh, want to give it a few days is, is trying free trials of some of those places to get you through the weekend. Of course, this is a weekend. It's kind of unfortunate if you're a huge college football fan, because this is the one weekend you've got stuff on Sunday and on Monday, you got really the, the true game of the week is on Sunday with LSU and Florida state. Uh, but even if you're caring about Clemson Duke on Monday night or, of course, the all the action tomorrow, again, Auburn is on ESPN, North Carolina, South Carolina is on ABC. Uh, so I, I would recommend that if you're not ready for whatever reason, because I'm going to wait out a week or two. I'm going to give it a few days because been with Spectrum. Me and the family have been with Spectrum for as long as I can remember. So I'm not going to, in one night, get rid of it but i can imagine that there are a lot of people that are doing that today uh, that have made calls it's going it's just as you said to me earlier brooks this has to be just an awful day to work in customer service oh with, yeah with spectrum Ooh. uh just, oh, just my gosh. you know and again you know there there's of course they they are not the ones that made that decision yet they are probably the ones being yelled at yep. uh today uh it, it really when we we could make a blame pie of this and ultimately, I'll tell you, Spectrum is going to be the one that pays for this because they're going to be the ones losing massive amount of subscriptions to TV. Now, maybe you keep their internet product or what have you. I also have Spectrum Internet. So there you go. There's 411 on my offerings. <laughs> I have Spectrum Internet and TV. Uh, so I would be getting out of the cable part of it, but I would still keep their internet. But that's a lot. I think 14 million people have the TV is what I read last night. It's the second biggest cable provider in the U.S. I'm not sure in that if that includes stream only. I, I technically have stream only, but it's still it's basically the same price. You just don't pay for cable boxes. Uh, and, and so I'm sure that number is going to be going down over the next few days. People in Florida especially trying to watch the Gators. Uh, I feel like most of the populace in Utah that cared was probably at the game mm. in Salt Lake City. It's not an incredibly huge state, but yeah. uh, uh, probably the, a lot of them were there. Last night was the largest crowd in Rice-Eccles Stadium history. So over 50-some thousand. So there was that. But uh, it, it is, uh, it's incredibly unfortunate. And I, again, I, I, I would like to – I think most people would direct anger at Spectrum. I, I think that it's possible that Disney should still draw some ire too. Uh, I don't know when every single TV contract 
comes up because you could say, well, they're still on all the other services. They figured it out with other services. That sounds like a spectrum problem. But also, as we talked about with 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 TV contracts, with conferences, timing matters. And a lot's happened in the last 12 months. There continues to be more numbers at ESPN that suggests ESPN Plus is failing. There's more layoffs at ESPN in the last few months, as we know, as we've talked about in this show. And so ESPN's situation as a company seems to be getting actively worse. And it seems like it has uh, been more clearly getting worse this year. Now, that doesn't mean they're going under. They're going to stop existing anytime soon. We're not going into extremes. But their situation is not improving. It is declining. And so my question would be, were those other contracts with other providers such as YouTube TV and Sling and all that, where they signed last year or the year before. How long do these contracts run? That I'm not familiar with because if they really are year-to-year contracts, then that's when Spectrum really needs to get all the blame. But if these are multi-year agreements, then it's quite possible that Spectrum is just the first in a line of what's to come, whereas Disney gets uh, to haggling a little bit more because they're not doing as well, and that is a real thing. Uh, And so I don't know what ultimately happens other than I just can't fathom Spectrum not getting something done. I think right. Disney still holds more power than Spectrum because Disney and ESPN are so big, they just have the it product. will take them longer to have impacts felt. Like, obviously, they, they like for them, they don't want to be in 14 million fewer homes, but they won't be because people will be adding on to those other services. They'll just switch. Yeah. Right. They'll, so, so ESPN will still be about as visible. They might lose... You, you know, they might lose tens of thousands of homes or something over I, time. I, but I just think they feel like they can kind of win either way because their product is so right. needed and wanted. Like, sure, but but nevertheless, their numbers have gone down yeah, over, know, over sure. time. So, you know, th- there would be some impact there, but I think the, the immediate impact is clearly felt with Spectrum. And what's going to end up happening if they wait too long, they're going to lose too many customers. They're then going to sign the agreement with ESPN. It's not going to be a good agreement. They will be paying full price for it, and then they will be having to increase price prices for the people that stay. Uh, and I did not, again, I did not expect to have a breakdown on this. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add, but I mean, right at, again to, to recap, right at seven o'clock last night, as I'm sure everybody's aware, very aware. Uh, if you were wanting to see Florida, Utah, you were it was not going to happen for you. And uh, I, I, I pivoted it to ESPN Plus because, again, the weird thing is you can have ESPN Plus, but that does not give you ESPN, linear ESPN. So I watched UAB as I intended to. I watched UCF on the other TV. I then watched some Minnesota and Nebraska, and what a, what a, what a goofy game that was. And then I watched the Braves. So I, I found ways, but I'm going to tell you, uh, if, if we get to next Saturday – because I'm not going to uh, to Berkeley, and I imagine most of you listening are not. Uh, and that's on ESPN at, what, 930, 930 at night? yep. That's not exactly a time where a lot of places are open to watch the game either. So you're going to either have to have this figured out by Disney, or you're going to have to go to, like, a Buffalo Wild Wings or something, or you're going to have to do the free trial thing I'm suggesting, which, I, again, I... I I'll be there tomorrow, so and we all will be in some capacity doing something for in, yes. in the media world. Uh, so it won't be a huge deal tomorrow, but the next weekend it's either going to be we're getting rid of Spectrum or we're we're doing at least a free trial to give them a few more days because uh, not great, guys, not great. 
the the thing that I I can see the light I, it, the light that I can see in the tunnel for for Spectrum customers is and I know you know it, it's not as big in in this area because college football is king uh, in in the state of Alabama in the South, but uh, nationwide there is a sport that officially starts next this coming Thursday that has a game on ESPN that following Monday oh that moves gosh. the needle nationwide more than anything else in broadcast television and if you are if if, you know even though it's just one game a week if the shield gets interrupted oh yeah people people will cross the nation will be like if if, you know i I know regionally there's going to be a lot of people that are you know because auburn alabama georgia are not being able to see this weekend they're going to be flipping but across the nation if you're not able to watch the NFL, it and especially one of the most iconic games in the NFL week, Monday Night Football, which you know everybody everybody knows Monday Night Football, and so if you're not if you haven't figured that out by the NFL start, that's when I think you're really going to start seeing a lot uh, spectrum get hurt by people people cord cutting or flipping or something because it, it, down here it's going to be college football. Regionally, it's going to be college football that that moves the needle for them. But nationwide, when when you interrupt the shield, that's gonna that that's gonna be uh, big time. So I'm I'm if I had to bet if there's going to be a new deal, which I think we're all in agreement that Spectrum's not going to just be like, oh, we're not going to carry ESPN anymore. Huh. It's going to be before the NFL <laughs> yeah. season gets going, or at least before too I, deep into it. I I think that's a reasonable projection. It yeah. just Call it's Brooks. just better. I mean, but yeah. but here's the thing is that again, when in negotiations, obviously we focus on athlete to team negotiations most of the time. Maybe a little sprinkling of coach negotiation. Who has the leverage? And the in the situation this situation Disney has yeah, the leverage. Absolutely. ESPN has the leverage. So I don't see how Spectrum gets ESPN really to cut much of their demands in the next seven to ten days, and it could be you know the the you look at it if you if we were to dive deep into it, it could be more on Disney's side of things that they're you know they could be being you know they could it could be more they're being unreasonable asking whatever they're wanting, but on the outside looking in, just the optics of it, right? People deal with Spectrum, right, and they don't deal with Disney directly unless you right. do like Disney Plus, but. You are dealing if the Spectrum customers are dealing with Spectrum, and so that's it's like you, what you said earlier. It's the corporates are the one in uh, in up that are, that's this is caused by, but yeah. it's the customer service people that are having to deal with the wrath of people. It is this. It, it could be Disney that that's causing the problem, but it's Spectrum that is getting the wrath of it because that's who the co- consumer deals with uh, straight on. Cam, I want to ask you a question because yeah. you, th- I think there's some parallels in this. So you used to work at Red Lobster. Yes. And you were a server. Yes. When someone's order was wrong or when something was not cooked correctly, how often did you get the brunt of their anger? Or And I'm not saying every no, single person's yeah, anger, yeah, but no, when no. someone did get mad, did they direct it more at you or did they direct it more at the chef in the back? Oh, yeah. It was definitely at me. I mean, it's, it's absolutely – I would say about – I would say about seventy five percent of the time sure. it would be at, at me. Sure. And, and I'd have to deal with the backlash of my food's wrong. Right. Fix it. Do, 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 and whatever. so that's the point here 
is no matter who's actually more in fault in the negotiations. Oh, yeah. Disney or Spectrum. Spectrum's going to feel the brunt of it. It's, That's going to draw the ire of people regardless. And, and maybe they are at fault. It's still possible they are, too. But, I, <laughs> again, it, it is possible that Disney is the, the chef in this situation that got the got the asking price too high, I bet, I bet. got the order wrong, and that the server spectrum is the one that's about to pay for it. I fully think that it is Disney that is really probably being the bigger problem here, in all honesty. I I, I don't think it's really that Spectrum... Can't watch out, the mouse will come for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, they have the product. They have all the leverage, like Ryan was saying. So they can say whatever price they want, and they're going to know... That, okay, you're not willing to pay it, that's fine. You're going to feel that issue, not us, because somebody else, like you said, Ryan, they're they're just going to switch to somebody else, another product. That's all it's going to take is somebody, they're just going to move from Spectrum to, say, YouTube TV, Hulu Plus Live Sports, whatever, and that'll that'll be it. That's, all right, new streaming service, we're here, cool. And the, Spectrum's going to be the one that has all the problems. I, I could absolutely see Disney being the brunt of the problem here. Sure. I, I i could i i'm not saying that spectrum you know has you know no fault but i i am strongly in belief that it was probably disney right. that's more more in the fault here you're basically at the end of the day trusting disney to not take advantage of the incredible leverage that they have yeah, and, why would they not and since they are in not as good of a financial situation as they previously have been reason would suggest that it's more possible that they are are squeezing a little bit tighter than they have before we're going to take our first time out of the show again did not expect to start the day before auburn's first game like that but uh, we will have plenty of preview for auburn umass coming up including the rest of the weekend in college football when we come back though we'll go to the auburn bank phone line for the first time today you're listening to the friday edition of sports call on tiger 95.9 To join our conversation, tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. This is Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. The Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Ryan Lavoy, Cam Barry, Brooks Childress with you here on this Friday edition of the show. Brooks will only be with us for another half hour or so. He'll be going out to Beauregard High School as the Hornets have Central Hainville tonight. Uh, they've got yeah. 6.30 airtime right here on Tiger 95.9. Smith Station has Central Phoenix City. 
640 airtime FM Talk 93.9. Brant Daughtry on the call of that one. Let's go to our Auburn Bank phone line for the first time today. 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free one triple eight nine at Tiger Nine. Up first this afternoon, James from Montgomery. James is with us. James, how are you this afternoon? I'm good. I'm War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, I know this is actually um, a big weekend uh, for Auburn tomorrow. I got. I'm wearing my white, so I'm actually uh, getting ready for the big game tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. We're all very excited about it. An afternoon game, Auburn and UMass, first one of the season. Looking forward to it. Yes, as well, because just like I said uh, last couple of weeks ago about this game, uh, I'm actually seeing a great opportunity in, um, you know, in the first year of Hugh Freeze and uh, seeing what he's going to, what he's really going to bring to this Auburn football program uh, tomorrow afternoon. And it's it's just going to be, you know, I'm I'm hoping that there won't be no key injuries. I've been, uh, you know, looking uh, like actually – uh, keeping up with the news, uh, I looked. I was listening to uh, Hugh Freeze press conference over the, uh, yesterday and um, hearing some great things from him as well, and uh, seeing you know what what they were actually telling him about uh, Peyton Thornton and Robbie Ashford. He said that Peyton Thornton he looks good, he's ready to go. But when they were asking about Robbie Ashford, I, I just lost all interest in that because I think this is Peyton Thornton's uh, first first time actually as an Auburn uh, Tiger uh, football player to actually, you know, put on a different jersey, put on a different helmet. And, you know, once you come out of Jordan-Harris Stadium tunnels, you're going to be looking he, – he's going to look like, you know, this is where he's really going to shine as well. So this is his – his moment to shine on, on a big stage like Auburn as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Peyton Thorne was at, playing at Michigan State, so he had some big games there too and, and uh, big matchups. But, uh, yeah, nothing like the SEC. We'll, we'll see him obviously start off with some non-conference games, but the test will get bigger throughout the year. And looking forward to seeing how Peyton Thorne works into this Auburn offense under Hugh Freeze. Yes, as well, because I actually – um, you know, with me being an Auburn fan, um, I actually follow Peyton Thornton on uh, Twitter, so I'm actually going to be uh, sending him a tweet later on and uh, just, you know, sending him a small tweet. And it's just going to say, I'm going to just say, you know what, War Eagle Man, uh, just, uh, you know, do you and, and keep a, a steady mindset because that's what you really need when you're actually putting on the Auburn University helmet as well because once you put that helmet on, and you look through that visor, you're looking through a lot of history that Auburn has been through as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'd uh, appreciate the, the positive message there on uh, on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, no, we're excited to see him out there. Yes, that's well, because I'm actually going to be having my TV all the way up to, like, I'm going to have it blasting, full blasting on this one as well. And I'm going to... I'm going to actually uh, make my neighbors upset as this one uh, be finalized and be said and done. And I actually, I'm actually going to take uh, some toilet paper and actually do my own little summer corner uh, rolling of the trees in my front yard as well and uh, seeing some reactions from uh, people here in uh, my neighborhood and actually seeing a lot of people asking. They're going to be asking a lot of questions when Monday comes on after – 
after the big win of Auburn and uh, UMass University as well. So this is going to be something that a lot of people are going to be asking me a lot of questions why I did that as well. Seems fair, and it looks sounds like you're very excited for the uh, for the game for sure. Yes, I I am indeed. I am indeed because I used to do um, I used to do some of these games uh, years ago when I was playing on my PS2. I used to I used to play college football on my uh, PlayStation 2, and I used to play like some some uh, some games like like Auburn and uh, UMass, and Auburn in Texas, and Auburn in Oklahoma. And this is when I was in my teenage years. I, I actually really, you know, had a had a had a really good thing going as well. So football is is actually in my blood as well because I did play football in high school as well. And you have told us a little bit about the, that high school time, pretty famous time there. Yes, as well because I would. Um, I'm actually on September 9th. I'm going to my class reunion and um, probably uh, getting. Uh, re- reunited with my high school uh, football team as well. My my friends that uh, that actually uh, we played a little bit of uh, of high school football. So maybe I might get to get a chance to see what they've been up to from time to time as well. That is usually how reunions work. That would be uh, very good. What else is on your mind today? Well, I'm actually going to be watching my Dallas Wings tonight because we're actually playing. Uh, we're playing the Indiana Fever, so this is going to be actually a really good game for for my Dallas Wings, and I'm very excited to see um, if Dallas is actually going to make a bounce back from the last few losses that we had in our in our season. So I'm just uh, look, I was looking at some videos on uh, some of these uh, Dallas Wings uh, basketball players. They they really did some really good trick shots. I mean, they were just you know having a having a good time you know uh seeing some of my uh seeing some of the ladies that I'm going to be watching tonight actually uh you know seeing um uh you know one of the one of the uh Dallas Wing stars actually uh was playing around on, on you know because we're playing in Indiana so they were doing like half court shots and they really made them like rain three pointers from half court i can't even do that yeah that's tough to do that's uh that's pretty deep there yes as well because i'm actually going to be very excited if my dallas wings uh actually win and uh seeing what what would uh their schedule look like and um probably i'll see them playing in the in the WNBA finals this coming up october as well we shall see what's your playoff prediction for this year for college football what's your playoff for um, my playoff prediction would have to be. I'm looking at Georgia in my playoff. I'm, I'm actually looking at Georgia and seeing what Kirby, uh, what Kirby Smart is actually going to do for the fourth time this year in the SEC uh, with Georgia. And I'll probably say, mm, with Georgia being number one, I'll probably put like Texas at number two. So I'll probably see Georgia and Texas uh, play each other, and then. Um, I'll probably put in the third slot uh, for the college football playoff this year. I will put Michigan State. I'll put them in as well. And then I'll put uh, Indiana at four. And then five, I'll put um, I'll put Georgia Tech at five. And then I'll put uh, Colorado at six as well. 
All right, so he gave us the playoff four plus a couple alternates there that just uh, just missed out. Obviously, last year the four-team playoff, but we'll get up to 12 in time for next year. Yes, as well, because I, I really do want to see uh, Georgia actually win another national championship uh, this year, and I'm just going to say that Alabama, they, they look like a good team this year, but I think Alabama won't make it to the college football playoff this year. So I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, give it to another, another university as well instead of, you know, playing George, like, uh, Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State. And, um, I think Ohio State for last year, I think they played Clemson, I think. Last year, Ohio State played Georgia in the Final Four. That was when they had the uh, late kick to try and win it at the stroke of midnight and, and missed and lost a close one to Georgia. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably say that Georgia could stay at number one because they're looking like a number one team. But Alabama, I mean, Georgia and Alabama, that that's just like a, a rematch that everybody's, everybody's going to know that Georgia is going to win. But I think Georgia should play somebody else besides Alabama in the national, uh, in the college football playoff. They should play somebody better than Alabama as well. Yeah, we'll see. Usually Alabama right up there with them, though. So we'll see how uh, Alabama's quarterback situation goes this year. They announced Jalen Milrow will be their starter in the opening game, and, and we'll see how the two teams are. Any final thoughts today, uh, Forrest James, before we have to let you go? Um, I don't have any final thoughts. Uh, for y'all today, but I might have some uh, early Halloween jokes as well, so I'll probably keep those uh, coming as well because I know October is right around the corner, so I'll probably do some uh, Halloween jokes, and I'll just probably tell you what kind of uh, Halloween outfit that I'll be wearing this coming up October 31st as well. All right, well, that'll be something big to do next week then. All right, sounds good, and War Eagle. War Eagle, that is James from Montgomery joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. We need to take our next time out. Back with more Sports Call right after this. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. Welcome back to Sports Call and Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, and Brooks Childress with you here on this Friday afternoon. We now go back to the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 if you want to give us a call today. Next up, Anthony from Auburn. Anthony is with us. Anthony, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. And you guys? Doing well. Doing well, sir. Well, I tell you, then finally got here. You know, um... Uh, I meant to call early in the week, but got tied up at work with some things and didn't get a chance. But I wanted to call and brag about Vanderbilt. But, uh, you know, is, it, is Vanderbilt really real or is this the same thing last year when they beat Hawaii and, and we thought that, uh, you know, they'd have a kind of season where they win maybe seven games or six or go bowling or whatnot? But what do you guys thought on that game? I'm sure y'all probably watched. 
Yeah, no, I, I I think that was actually less impressive last year because if you'll recall, they beat they beat Hawaii by forty or fifty points last year, and right. th- this year they had good game control, but Hawaii snuck back in it late. I think as always, Vandy's going to be capable of winning an SEC game and surprising someone like Missouri or something. Because look, it, like Vandy usually does win a conference game or two, and I guarantee you, no one looks at Vandy saying, "Oh yeah, we're probably going to lose to Vandy." So someone inevitably will. But I don't think that they have a, a surprise uh, seven win season or anything like that. I think they're still probably around four and eight or five and seven. You know, if they could win the next three non conference games they got, and then some kind of way squeak out a game, I guess it would have to be with either South Carolina or I'm not sure if they could play in Missouri. I had briefly looked over the schedule, but I can't remember. But uh, I think they got, I know they got Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. They'd have to beat Kentucky and probably South Carolina that pull that off and, and, and get bowling and go bowling. But I don't know if they're going to actually be able to do that. But I mean, at times they were moving the ball, they were throwing the tight ends and receivers, and running backs were doing running uh, pretty good, moving the chain. And I mean, you know, for a while I was like, oh wow. I mean, you know, but uh, I guess uh, you know Hawaii ain't really just not all that. So. Yeah. But, uh, move, huh? yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, Hawaii is probably going to be better than they were last year. This is the second year for their head coach, Timmy Chang, who was their yeah. quarterback in early 2000s. But I still don't think that they're back to the level that they were when they had like Colt Britton and they played Georgia in that uh, BCS Bowl that yeah. one year. You know, last night I was going to watch the Florida Gators. I was watching uh, Gus Malzahn, uh, watching his team, and I switched over and watched Nebraska for a while. And I thought I was going to switch back, and then they got a, a note running across the television station uh well we tried to offer them a fair deal and but they wanted way more money uh you know this or that or uh call in and complain i mean you know off the air right now i mean that's going to upset a lot of people if you don't have a smart tv or have some kind of uh, satellite system or some kind of device uh if you know get on your cell phone and, and get espn for those who don't have that going on they're going to be hurting to watch football uh, this weekend and who knows how long yeah no we we began the show by talking about it it's incredibly terrible timing and we're, we're, we're trying to figure out who's more to blame whether it's spectrum or, or disney there espn for that uh but the bottom line is if, if that continues for long people will start leaving spectrum and they'll go uh they'll do free trials for other services or maybe just go ahead and, and get some uh, another service so we hope it's figured out soon i have spectrum as well and i tell you i was not pleased but i at least you know we as you said there were some other games to watch last night too but uh when auburn and alabama and all these big uh, teams are playing on espn if you've got spectrum right now you wouldn't be able to watch it so it, it it needs to get ironed out soon yeah i hope they go ahead and take care of that i mean you know just go ahead and pull the plug there i mean in the middle of a game of first quarter whatever it was uh somebody made that decision some executive or somebody now you got uh, going into a Labor Day weekend where most people uh, in high positions like that are going to be out of town on some kind of uh, a vacation or whatnot, uh, you know, to celebrate the Labor Day uh, or whatever they may be doing. So, I mean, I guess they can get a conference call going. But, you know, uh, I don't think anything's going to get resolved uh, between now and, and tomorrow. It could be uh, next week or weeks to come. Uh, I mean, because the uh, way that thing sounded, when they put that disclaimer on the TV, uh, uh, you know, they want some uh, excessive amount of money. And uh, nobody wants to go that route. I'm, I'm figuring that, you know, I think we call, I think I called in, uh, uh, y'all had some on the show earlier in the summer when uh, Texas and Oklahoma are uh, talking about the, uh, you know, when they want to go to nine or ten games, but told them to wait, you know, because nobody wanted to come up with the money for the TV or whatnot. I wonder how much is that factoring in and, and, and right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you pay these big TV deals, then obviously you're banking on a, a higher pool from advertisers. You're you're banking on, uh, in a tertiary sense, the, the providers for paying a little bit more too. And that's why I wonder just how long these TV contracts to carry stations are because if this is the first one because uh, there's been other TV disputes with other channels, we get that. But but with ESPN, right. that's been rare. And so I wonder if this is because ESPN had those layoffs a couple months ago, and because of these new big contracts with these conferences, and that Spectrum was just the first major provider due up for contract renewal. Or right. you know, so I don't know if this is going to be a trend, or th- maybe Spectrum's more at fault than we are giving them credit for. Maybe Spectrum's driving a harder bargain. I again, we we don't know for sure. Or who's more in the wrong there, but uh, it, it does seem to be interesting that it comes at a time where we've just talked all this money in college athletics with all these teams changing conferences and TV deals. Right, I, I tell you, summer we'll see what they do, uh, fellas. I would assume that uh, tomorrow Auburn should score. I would say if they want to, I, I think they put eighty points on the board, eight or more. If he just really wanted to go that route, you know, I, I wouldn't see no reason why he could not do that. Go ahead and break it back early and. Uh, Get some of the players, you know, hunting. Maybe some of the bail cows that you're going to be needing late on down the road on out of the game and look at some of the younger players. I mean, just see a stance, alignment, technique, or whatnot, or see if people are making the right calls or, or see what they may do, uh, you know, because I don't think uh, this team going to provide any real challenge in anything physically. But at least uh, maybe you can line up and see what kind of schemes you got going on and see if everybody line up in the right place and, and make the right calls or whatnot. Yeah, again, I I think that when we think about scores with with blowout-type games like this, it gets difficult to predict the exact margin because it's about when you put in your second string. And uh, they they do the lines like that not because the first string is not capable of of beating that team by more, but it's just the second string, it starts to even things out. And and I I think Auburn will probably put up mid to upper 40s, maybe around 50 on them. Uh, I, I don't see anything, you know, really, really high up there. I, I think like forty-five to ten, or, or or something like that. The line is Auburn by thirty-five, so they'll they'll have no problem in winning the game when they want to go to their second string, and that sort of thing will dictate the score and uh, dictate some other factors there too. It's going to be a two-thirty kickoff. Yes, sir. Two-thirty on ESPN. Well, I tell you, I, I uh, you know, had it not been for the weather to just come in like it is now. I say, oh man, I'd hate for anybody to be out there at two thirty. But now that the weather is like it is now, it shouldn't be a problem tomorrow. But oh god, had it not been, I'd hate it for anybody playing that time of day. Uh, Auburn High, uh, man, I tell you, they jumped out there last week and, and got on Hoover, uh, whatnot, and uh, took care of them. Now they're facing number five is Enterprise tonight. Yes, number five Enterprise tonight. And that's gonna be at home in Doug Sanford. That's right. That new video board they're debuting tonight. Yeah, I saw him working on it the past two or three weeks, a month or whatnot, so he'll all be ready to roll. Uh, Opelika, you know, I saw them on TV last Friday, and I tell you, they look like they didn't even belong in uh, 7A ball. I know they might have fudged the numbers a little bit as far as the student population over there to get in 7A, but I think they're just a true 6A and might have bitten off a little bit more than they can chew. Uh, you guys get a chance to see the game or anything, or... Watched a little bit of it. I mean, it was Thompson, so to be. I mean, be fair. That's the the biggest of yeah, all tests. Yeah. There, biggest shoe it is. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, Opelika didn't have a great year in seven A last year. I think they finished like four and six or, or something in there. Uh, 
I thought they had got. I could be wrong, uh, mm. but I thought they had gotten moved up because of a performance escalator where they're doing this thing in the AHSAA where if you have a certain amount of success in your classification, you get eligible to be moved up into the next classification. Uh, and I don't. I'm not really a fan of that. I can't. I don't know yeah, for a fact a that that, that affects Opelika or not. I know of some other schools that have had to move up because of the performance. Um, so. I, I don't know where they're at there in, in, in enrollment, but again, with Thompson, Thompson's going to make most even seven eight teams most most of the time look pretty bad. So I didn't think Opelika did too bad for the circumstances. I thought it was about a ten point game in the yeah. third quarter at one point. So I I could see it going that way. And they they did go and handle business last night against uh, Jag over in Montgomery. They they won thirty six like fourteen or okay, something. So there like that. there is their first region victory then. You know, uh, at times last week, they looked pretty good for a while. I mean, you know, uh, before the points started being scored. But they kept, you know, snake bit or, or biting itself or whatever they was doing. I mean, mishaps, uh, receivers missing passes, miscues and things. And then after a while, just everything collapsed. And, uh, you know, I guess Thompson being the biggest shoe there is in 7A and with all the reputation and all the championships and everything they got going there. Sometimes I guess it is overwhelmed some people, and they just went ahead and went on. You know, had that ninth grade quarterback. I guess he's about fifteen now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or whatnot. Uh, it's gonna be around for a while. Seaborn? Yeah, yeah. I Seaborn. sure wish he could come on down here to Auburn High School. Uh, you know, if the parents ever decide to relocate down this way. Uh, you know, uh, I tell you, I like I was telling somebody the other day, if they, if they keep the NIL money like the way it is, that guy could be a ten million or fifteen million dollar uh, man by the time. Uh, uh, you know, that time he comes when he graduates from high school and then signed with a college, it very well could be. There's no telling. I mean, we and to be fair, we don't even know the exact amounts of uh, all these guys, top guys. Sometimes, I think, what was it Arch Manning was getting estimated at? Three million? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Four million, something like that. So Arch, Arch would be about as high as anybody, and he's in the mid-single digits there. Right. So, but with this kid, you never know. He's already – won a state title as an eighth grader and got uh, four years of uh, high school ball. So at that time, you never know what could possibly sure. happen. I mean, everybody want him. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming if he continued to develop and everything and everything, uh, you know, stay on the track, I wouldn't see no reason why uh, it won't be in that range. But we'll see what goes on at that time. Uh, other than that, I guess I don't have anything else. I'll be calling back next week. So y'all go to California next week, right? Yeah, Auburn goes to Cal, and we'll have to ask you about that Alabama-Texas game next week, too. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I tell you, you know, uh, I got my concerns because, you know, at quarterback, nothing gives me a mirror, but I don't know. I just don't think he's the man to, you know, I just don't see it. The passing game is not there. I mean, he's big and physical as any quarterback they've had. I mean, uh, probably twice the size as uh, Jalen Hurts. Might be a slightly better runner, but, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see how that passing game, it has he uh, – you know how he's developed over the summer or the course of the uh, last from last year to now. We'll have to wait and see, but they're gonna go with him tomorrow, which probably is maybe the best decision since he's incumbent and everything. And to see what he does the first couple games, uh, then after that, uh, I guess pin on next week what goes on. Uh, some decision have to be made whether to stay with him or move on, but we'll find it out. Yes, sir. Uh, next weekend. So for all y'all that uh, got charter, I guess you better start getting on that smart TV and. Hit one of those apps and get you some ESPN. If you ain't got that, then I guess you're going to be out of luck. I'll holler at y'all later on. I appreciate it, Anthony. Yes, sir. That is Anthony from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line there. About to have the end of hour here. Brooks, real quickly, because I know you're about to have yeah. to leave to go to Beauregard. I've uh, been trying to get everyone's take on this throughout the week. Real quickly, 
Uh, got to hold you to a final record prediction for All Auburn. Right. What, what do you got? Oh, it, it, you know, it's tough. I, I, I said earlier this week we, we talked about expectations and what defines going to be defining a successful year. Um, honestly, I, I think, you know, I, I think for Auburn building uh, out, off of last year, I think six and six is it would be a fine. But I think my final projection pro, projection for Auburn this year, I'm, I'm going to say seven and five. I think you 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 beat you know you beat a team that uh, you're not supposed to that you're not favored against an SEC team. But I don't I don't expect you go and knock off one of the big dogs this year. I, th- I think that that's coming down the road. But I think building on it, going seven and five, uh, and then get to a bowl game in, in Hugh Freeze's first year. I, I think that's a solid uh, projection. Well, Brooks, thank you very much for everything you do at the station. I know again you're going to be heading out here to to Borgard High School. Hope the rain stops. Uh, yes, that would be preferable. Uh, very preferable. But at least get the equipment indoors first. See. <laughs> but uh, thank you for being here for this hour, and uh, we'll hear you uh, hear you on the broadcast a little bit later here on Tiger ninety five point nine. Talk to you then. I miss you. Uh, that'll do it for hour number one of the program. Myself and Cam Berry will continue on after this timeout. More of your phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line. We break down Auburn and UMass and give some playoff predictions. All that ahead here on the Friday edition of Sports Call Tiger 95.9. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Hour number two of Sports Call, starting right now, Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy and Cam Berry with you here the rest of the way. Two more show hours, less than 24 real hours until Auburn and UMass inside of Jordan-Hare Stadium. Feel it. You can feel it. 2.30 kickoff. Very excited about it. Of course, we've been talking a little bit about already the fact that it is on ESPN, and if you are a Spectrum customer, you will not be able to watch it tomorrow on ESPN or even in the app if you are signed in through Spectrum. have to sign in a different way or... Again, as I suggested, if you're not wanting to make a permanent switch yet, some sort of free trial to one of the many other services. Uh, sometimes they're as long as a week. Sometimes they're only a day or two. Uh, I, that's how I'm going to probably do it next weekend yeah. if it comes to that. And then after that, we might be it might be time to say hasta la vista. So 
Uh, hopefully, uh, you were able to watch the game, or hopefully you're just going to the game inside of Jordan Hare Stadium. Pretty good weather forecast, not scalding for you, low 80s, a lot of cloud cover. So I feel good, man. Uh, yeah, it feels it perfect football weather. Just gotta in keep, all honesty. yeah, just gotta keep a small chance of rain away, and then uh, we will be we will be good to go. Three three four eight eight seven three four zero one locally or toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine is how you can call into the show today. We now go back to the Auburn Bank phone line and next up Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve is joining us. Steve, how are you this afternoon? Hey guys, good afternoon, Cam and Run, and uh, you know what? We're just warming up. We are just we warming sure up. Are. We're just warming up. Okay, um, question, guys: What are the two best words in college football? Wow, War Eagle. Thank you very much. <laughs> War Eagle. But I'd also go with Touchdown Auburn. Sure. Sure. All right, guys, about this uh, fiasco going on the spectrum, you're not alone, my friends, uh, because I have U-verse. Okay. I like U-verse. Okay. How unfortunately, though, uh, the real uh, villains in this thing is not U-verse, it's not DirecTV, it's not at and is not Spectrum. Uh, uh, it's the big, big, big uh, monopoly people uh, who uh, have control over uh, the uh, the products that you want to watch. Uh, I'm looking at uh, this website called uh, uh, TV over the Promise. Uh, yeah, TVPromise.com uh, because Uverse told me to go there. So here's what's happening with uh, I right now and everybody else who has uh, Uverse and DirecTV can't get the local CBS affiliate. That's been going on for a couple months, hasn't it? Yes, yes, it has. Yes, it has. And here's the reason. I'm reading it right now. It says, Nextar Media Group, the owner of local CBS stations in my area and in Pensacola, Florida, is demanding, hold all your seats, more than double the amount of charges for customers to access approximately the 200 local stations that it it owns or covers. And uh, it covers more than 100 metro areas, it says. And it goes on to say, uh, forget about uh, your peanuts uh, company called Spectrum. It says here, Nextar is the nation's largest broadcaster and has a track record of demanding higher fees and often forces paid TV providers to stop carrying their channels. So uh, if there is a listener on, on the, uh, your program that is an attorney, I'd love to hear from them because my question is this, guys. How do they get away? I'm talking they being um, Nextar and whoever. Who is it that's debating this uh, holy uh, spectrum cop? Is it Disney? Yeah. Yes. Okay. How do they get away with holding hostage uh, me and you for channels that are over the air, like your local uh, feeds? They're over the air, but I can't get my local CBS. So I can only get uh, the CBS uh, nationwide broadcast channels uh through my apple tv service uh and that's all i can do but i can't still can't get my local cbs i'm just wondering how they get away with this and by the way uh this is that question if spectrum's having a hard time with disney or whoever's uh, giving them a hard time and i'm having a hard time with uverse uh trying to renegotiate with uh nextar who they say is the largest broadcaster then i gotta stop with your providers they're going to go to Hulu. They're going to go to Apple TV. They'll go to Sling. They'll go to whoever, because they're the ones that control all this, correct? 
I mean, again, that it stands to reason. And again, there's been other disputes, as, and you're involved with one of them there with with Nextstar, where it seems like every company has a dispute every now and then with, with somebody. I, and even YouTube TV had that not too long ago. I forget with who it was with. Um, but even even services that people like uh, for TV providers still yeah. have these disputes. And so why they why it keeps happening is because, well... They're greedy. Well, it, well yeah. Yes. I mean, that that is one. But it's also because they have a product that truly is valuable and that people want to watch. If ES, if If... Someone like let's I, I'm not trying to throw people that watch a certain channel under the bus, but if Sci-Fi was trying to get an exorbitant increase without any numbers to back up that more people are watching it, Sci-Fi is something that people would do without. Like, sure, people like Sci-Fi movies. Maybe you know from time to time watch whatever programming they got on there, but that's not that's not a deal breaker for you to be watching a, a certain TV show. So, gotta have Sci-Fi. Eh, people don't sci-fi. look at it that way. I love a good but, Sci-Fi. Gotta have Golf Channel. <laughs> but uh, ESPN is one where because they have so many different sports offerings, and I don't need to go through the list with you that they have more negotiating power because they have more of a deal breaking. Uh, attitude about it where yeah. again like I said like I'll go without it for a, a, a week or two maybe a few weeks because I'll try to figure out other ways but I'm a big sports guy if I don't have the worldwide leader then they know this then I, it's not on fly I'm going to have to figure out how to get it so that's how they get you that's how they they, they negotiate from a stronger uh, point uh, stronger position than these these providers do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their thought process is if 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 you're not willing to pay it, somebody else will, and that's it. Then you just have because to go without. As Cam said earlier, so if if I think it's like 14 million TV sub- subscribers to, to Spectrum, uh, even though I don't think it'd be this egregious, let's say half of them left let's say it went all the way down say this went on for months and months and it went down to seven million okay well it's not that spectrum lost seven million and espn lost seven million homes because all those seven million most of them the reason they're leaving is because they don't have espn they're not going to go to having nothing they're leaving for a reason they will go get something that does have espn so maybe espn doesn't retain all seven million but they'll probably retain at least six maybe six and a half, they'll only lose a very small percentage of that. And, of course, they want to be as visible in many homes as possible because that's how you, you get bigger advertisers, more spend there. Uh, but, meanwhile, Spectrum's just lost 7 million people, period. They've just lost half their, their customer base. So it's going to affect Spectrum way more than it would affect ESPN slash Disney. Well, see, but there's a domino effect here. So if these people who are unhappy or who have Spectrum, like yourselves, go to another provider – then eventually, uh, you know, Nexstar or whoever it is, uh, Disney, they're going to see, oh, so the people that left Spectrum are now gone to Hulu. Right. Oh, no, no, they've gone to YouTube. Well, then we're going to have a renegotiating contract with them. So, you know, it doesn't end. Sure. No, it's I agree. Added. It would It would then, a couple of years later, you'd be yeah. having a tough and negotiation with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> So what I'm asking is anybody that's an attorney that's listening on here or knows someone who's an attorney, why hasn't someone maybe decided to take on these big uh, people like Nexstar and ESPN and say, hey, you know, we're going to file an antitrust lawsuit? 
Yeah, again, I'm not going to Because they're like not a monopoly, aren't they? They can demand it. They can do whatever they want to, and no one is able to stop them yet. Yeah. Not so far. I mean, And, you know, somebody's got to pay for all these nice big contracts and uh, big deals, payouts that ESPN giving to the SEC network and all them, right? Right. Yep. And I would, I would assume that th- that would be part of this, why this is going on. Yeah. And they're also cutting people. I just saw they cut some young uh, woman, um, Wendy, I think is her name. She's been on ESPN for 17 years. They, they cut her. And then I uh, saw where um, Blackledge, yeah, is it Blackledge? Is that his name? Todd Blackledge, yeah. Um, yeah, he's left ESPN after uh, 17 years because CBS offered him uh, a deal that made him feel that he mattered more and more important. So even though ESPN is trying to save money by cutting people, or Disney is, um, they're still upping their, their prices, aren't they? Yep. Yep. Wow. Okay. So uh, I wish you guys uh, the best. Now, the only way I get around this, I have my backup, is uh, Apple TV. But I'm sure they'll go after, they'll, they'll probably come after Apple TV eventually. Who knows? All right. Moving on, guys. Uh, about tomorrow's game. Uh, I want you to please walk me back off the edge of the cliff because I'm starting to get, I began having some PTSD, PTSD flashbacks when I read and then I heard it uh, from uh, – Coach of Freeze's mouth uh, last night as well on uh, Tiger Talk that he is apparently leaning towards possibly uh, hold on here I thought I thought I was here Gus Bell's on again doing maybe some involvement in calling maybe one or two series offensive plays I said oh crap um, this didn't work out too well for us with Gus Bell's on doing with Leffler and other people uh, guys should I Hold back from uh, walk back from the uh, edge of the cliff here. I mean, I I think we always knew, and for, I mean, this has not been the uh, delineation from where we thought we were headed with this. Hugh Freeze said when he hired Philip Montgomery that Philip's going to help him with uh, the terminology, and he's going to call a lot of the plays. But Hugh Freeze said, like, I still reserve the right to call plays from time to time too. I'm still the head coach. Um, look, I don't think that we should be rushing to conclusions about how something will work with someone entirely different just because it something similar did not go well with, with a previous coach. I think that obviously we were in a conundrum each and every year on if Malzahn was calling the plays or not Malzahn and when it didn't well, go well, who to blame. Is, and is this, I'm saying – Did he do this, right? Did he do this in Liberty and Ole Miss? I think he primarily called the plays in the past. Um, I, I do not think that – I think that he is turning over control um, for one of, if not the first times. And, I, I, again, I, I'm – look, at the UMass game, it ain't going to matter. I mean, the, 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 anyone on that staff could call the plays. It'll be all right. Uh, it might be a talking point. I'm not going to tell you it won't be. But at the same time, I'm not going into it thinking because it didn't work at times with Malzahn that all of a sudden – this is something that I'm just going to be incredibly paranoid about. I think that, again, they, they've they still had the, the same mindset. They, they've not changed what they thought. That Freeze was always going to call some of the plays with Montgomery calling more of them. So it, it's up to them to execute that. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's easier or harder or more easier or harder, but uh, I'm going to let it play out before I judge how it's going. All right, because I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, 
here we go again. You remember the old days, Mel said, I'm turning over the reins. You know, then he said, now I'm taking them back, you know. Uh, and I just, well, I'd like to know, whose office are we watching? Is it Montgomery's? Uh, is it a hybrid of uh, Montgomery's and uh, Freeze's? Uh, uh, I, I, do, do these things, do they, do they work out? Or, or was it just Gus Malzahn? Because his style, it didn't work out. Uh, you, as far as why, so I think that, are you asking why the offense ended up not being what we thought it would be under Malzahn? More right. more so play style or, or play calling. Uh, I think that, honestly, both towards the end, I think that he created a style that was inventive at the time, and then it got a little bit too simple, and then that's when the play calling was simplified at times, and, again, offensive line went into that. I think it ended up being a little bit of both. So I'm just wondering, okay, if you want to – be the offensive coordinator, then don't hire an offensive coordinator. You know, just do it all yourself. Uh, I'm talking about Hugh Freeze. But then I guess uh, Montgomery must have been agreeable to it, right? Yeah, I mean, he must have been agreeable to the situation. I I mean, you know, I don't see any other reason why he'd come here unless, you know, why not, right? Why not? Okay. Well, uh, I guess we won't really know very much about that until maybe – uh, what, the Cal or SEC, first SEC game? Yeah, probably not. You're probably right. And how can we know it? What would be the the, 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 the telling line that, oh, Freeze is doing this, not Montgomery? I mean, I would assume that it's kind of the way that they're going to be talking about the game, probably in the post-game press conference. You know, if there's any responsibility that Hugh Freeze might take, some type of mess up, then he'll take that responsibility. I don't. I think he will always try to take responsibility no matter what happens. But if if it's something in particular, usually he'll probably be the one to say, you know, I was the one that did this, this, and this. Other than that. I mean, we won't we we won't really know that that's really it's just maybe maybe we'll figure out in terms of play calling style, like how they how they call down different downs and things like that when they're calling sequences. But other than that, there's no real way to be able to tell who's going to be calling the plays unless they outright tell us I called this game. I called this game. Yeah, because I don't know anything about Montgomery. Uh, I don't know what his offense's style is like or not. Do you? No, I, I do not. Okay. So, if you were a Vegas odds maker for tomorrow's game, give me the odds that we see Jaquez Hunter or don't. The uh, odds? Uh, I know there's some reporting that suggests that he might not be playing. Um, it's not concrete. I've, that. I've read also that he may not be seen for the, maybe the first half of the game. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know either. I, I think to put an incredibly arbitrary number on it, I would say there's like a seventy percent chance he plays at some time. Seventy to seventy five percent. Okay. All right. Um tomorrow, what do you hope to see as a breakout player on offense and defense? Yes. Yeah, so, oh go ahead, Cam. No, you go for it. I just hope to see competent passing. I just hope to see that we have wide receivers that can get really good separation, and I hope that we have a, a quarterback in Peyton Thorne who can really be able to put the ball on these receivers that they are open. And even when they're not open, if they're able to, you know, if he's able to put the ball in, in certain 
places. I, that's really all I want to see. That's all I'm looking for. We know the run game's going to be good. I want to be able to see also an offensive line that will be able to get, you know protect Peyton as well. Um, I, I'm not too necessarily worried about it with UMass um, because obviously they're not as strong of an opponent, but even still, I want to have an offensive line. I'd love to see a completely clean game from the O-line. Uh, the two things I'd look for, Steve, one on offense, one on defense. The offensive thing is the same as Cam. I need to see wide receivers wide open for whatever reason. Them winning routes, them uh, with good offensive scheme, being more talented, being more physical, being more athletic. Whatever the case, I want stuff that's not. I, I, I want stuff that's not so so covered. I want to be able to win some one on ones against a weaker opponent. And then defensively, I want to see the defensive line dominate. Uh, especially yeah, in the run good. game, because if they're going to get run on by UMass, they're going to get run on by just about everyone in this league, really everyone in this league. And not that them playing well against the UMass offensive line will mean, hey, they're going to go up against Georgia and they're going to be able to hold their own. That's sort of thing. It's not necessarily mean that, but they do need to assert some dominance against a team that's going to be smaller than they are and that's just not going to be as talented. So want to see offense get wide open receivers, want to see defensive line dominate. Okay, good. And um, with you guys you know, on offense, I want to see very few drops. Sure. By the receivers. And I don't want to see uh, UMass running back uh, tear holes uh, to us. So there. Yep. And then, guys, real quickly, you, uh, you had James on earlier. Yep. And uh, <laughs> James, when almost choked, I was eating something when he said he wanted to see Georgia. If I think I heard do a three peat to win again. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I guess he was just meaning in his picks there. I know he would not root for Georgia. I trust me, he would well, not I, be rooting for said, Georgia. Yeah. Don't, don't, no, no. I feel like Steve Carell. Don't. What are you doing, James? <laughs> I don't want to see them get a three peat. Yeah. Uh, good lord. Uh, so, but then I heard his picks for uh, the final four. So I'll give my final four. Go for it. It's going to be Georgia. Yep. Michigan. Yep. Ohio State. Sure. And USC. Okay. Now, all those are respectable. How outlandish, how outlandish are, are, do you think my picks are? Not outlandish at no. all. Those are oh. four of the seven to eight teams that I think have a shot at it. Yes. Good. All right, guys. I hope you have an enjoyable time tomorrow in the press box. Uh, Cam, will you be in the press box also? I'll be on the sidelines. Yeah, he's uh, he's okay. taking video, so he gets to, gets to be on the field. So you get to sweat it out. Uh, yeah, hopefully not too bad, but I, I think it's going to be kind of comfortable, so it'll be fine. Okay, well, I hope all you guys are having a enjoyable time, uh, safe uh, time tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about uh, what a fantastic defense and offense yes, uh, we saw on Saturday on Monday then. So, guys, until Monday, War Eagle. War Eagle, Steve, War appreciate Eagle. that phone call. That is retired War Eagle, Steve, joining us. On the Auburn Bank phone line. Let's stay on the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Next up, Daryl from Auburn. Daryl is with us. Daryl, how are you this afternoon? Pretty good. I hate to hear that uh, ESPN is manipulating uh, providers and affecting loyal sports fans and just doing it without... Sounds like without any notice. Is that correct? Yeah, to a less than 24 hours notice. I've seen sometimes when this type of dispute happens, usually people get several days heads up or a week or two, but uh, it came on late Wednesday night. There was some notice, and then by Thursday evening, then it was taken off. 
So they waited not the first week of football when not everybody's in the swing, but the second week on a Labor Day weekend and just choose to have sports fans scrambling for information. Pretty much. Yep. Yep. That sums it up. Well, you know, I'm just glad. I'm, I, I've uh, depended on radio for the last 45 years and always will. Um, and um, you know how I am with the cable and the Internet access. You know, I check my emails three times a week at the library and – I get my DVDs there. You ever seen Better Call Saul? Yes, I have. Well, I'm on the fourth season right now, and uh, that'll get me probably through the weekend, and then I'll be listening to Andy Bertram and the guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. When's the pregame show? I, I have to work at the restaurant until 2.30 anyway, but when, when's the pregame show going to start with radio? Uh, usually I think they do that about three hours or so before the game. Oh, gosh. I'll be... I'll be greeting people and asking them if they're going to do dine-in or take-out all that time. So, yeah. But anyway, I'll get off in time. Just, and I hope we have at least two 30 games. Last year, it kind of killed me when they started doing the 11-30 games because I'd miss a half a, uh, half a football game You because know, I can't listen to it at work, unfortunately. So. Well, Daryl, you know when the second game is, right? Next weekend? Oh, I'll be asleep by then. Yeah. No, I'll take that back. Usually I, I get an old nap in about 9.30, and I'll wake up at like 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> if it's still on, yeah. it's going to be like at 9.30 at night our time. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. That, that, you sound like J.J. He always takes weird, uh, takes naps late at night and then wakes up in the middle of the night and keeps going and then goes back to sleep and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and then we won't be busy that weekend, but uh, – and that uh, is still going to be on ninety three point nine, isn't it? Even though it's that late night. Uh, it it uh, it changed homes this year. Not uh, not what? not uh, not with us anymore. What's that? Uh, Auburn football not with us this year. You're kidding. I am not kidding. Unfortunately. Well, when you get off the air, can you, will you stay on and tell me where I can get it? Uh, we, we might. Yeah, I can make that happen. I already made my plans on. I got my dial set for ninety three point nine, and you guys. All right. Well, if you don't mind, just stay on. Or I know you don't want to broadcast it. Uh, sure. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll let you know here in just a second. We'll take a break right after this phone call. Okie dokie. Bye. All right. That is Daryl from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. We're going to take our first time out of the four o'clock hour. We'll be back to break down some Auburn and UMass right after this. easy it is to listen to our show all you have to do with your amazon smart device is say alexa play sports call auburn i'm Britt bowen voice of auburn women's basketball and auburn softball you're listening to sports call on tiger 95.9 
Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy and Cam Berry with you here on this Friday edition of the show. And it's a very special Friday edition because, well, we have finally made it to college football season. Got Auburn and UMass inside of Jordan-Hare Stadium, 22 hours. And, yes, I'm absolutely counting it down. Very excited about it. Uh, Again, understanding that this is not going to be or should not be we certainly hope not a competitive game uh doesn't matter you only get 12 of these things guaranteed and so we're definitely very excited about it steve on the other side of that break retire William steve asked us a little bit about what we wanted to see in auburn umass so let's take that question continue to run with it here it, do you i i've i've talked a little bit about this cam throughout the week where i'm not really going to be too judgmental of the score provided that's to a certain degree like i'm going to be judgmental of it if auburn wins by 10 uh, but as long as they get up in the high 20s 30 point margin right. etc wh- where it falls within that range is is not really too significant to me once they start to get 30 points and above uh is that how you look at it is there a particular number either point total that you want auburn to score or want them to hold umass to where in terms of expectations like is important to you in terms of score or timing of second string that sort of stuff so i i'm kind of expecting expecting and and really want to hold this to like a a three touchdown game and really no more than than 10 points allowed no more than 10 I'll I'll even be fine, you know, if if we get the if they get twelve, you know, you sure. know just a few field goals here and there. Yeah. Um, other than that, I I just want to. That, that's about where I, where I see it at. You you gotta if you're Auburn, I, I feel like you should score, you know, at least thirty five points, at least thirty five points, and um, you know, and, and then the defense needs to be firing on all skill all cylinders, be able to not allow. I mean, the less points, the better. Obviously, um, even if even if you hold them to a shutout, that'd be even better. Oh yeah. Um, but obviously, that's not always realistic. Um, you know, they they might get a solid field position sometimes. Maybe something happens; they'll get within a field goal range, whatever. Um, but no more, no more than ten to twelve points is what I is what I really expect to see. I also wonder, and I'll get back to the more particulars of this game. Because we've seen now not even a full week's worth of games. We're probably up to between last Saturday and and this Thursday. We're up to like a third of a week of games or a quarter of a week of games, something like that. So we don't even have half of of a full week of football to digest yet. But obviously people are paying attention a little bit to the new the new rule change, which with the timing. After first downs, clock not stopping unless it's the last two minutes of the first or second half. And by the way, I I really prefer it was the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. To be fair, I would prefer them not change the rule at all. But if they were going to change the rule, the NFL timing model, which it never stops for first downs in the NFL, but it stops for out of bounds last two minutes of the first half, last five Five. minutes of the fourth quarter. I would have loved to see five minutes for the first downs. Nevertheless, I'm really interested to see 
what is it actually doing? Is it actually taking time away? Is it taking plays away? How many plays is it taking away? The, the, the thought is it would take six to eight, maybe nine plays out of each game. Yeah. Hugh Freeze was asked about it in the SEC teleconference on Wednesday, and he said it, he was not so sure that it would affect pay, you know, how they pace, would pace right. things and, 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 and would really change the, the thought process for many coaches. Nevertheless, we're going to get – a few less plays. Again, hopefully just six, seven, eight. And then if it gets in the double digits, that's when I'm going to start sounding alarm. I think everyone out there listening will too. I think that the bigger question is that maybe is on people's minds that care about intent is, okay, does it actually change right. game time? Yeah. Because if it does not change game time, it's either stagnant doing? or it somehow adds. <laughs> then it was very clear yeah. that speaking of money, speaking of television earlier yeah. in the show. This is for commercials. Exactly. Yeah. And pe- that's not going to fly. It's yeah, not going to be okay not, with that's people. That's not cool. Uh, again, we get into the power of these companies, these networks, though. Gracious. The ability and, to influence is wild. Yeah, and it, and it flexes at times like this because we will all be mad if we have eight to ten less plays in a college football game, yet the time did not change at all or even went up. We will all be mad about that. Um, but it will show, unless you or I turn the TV off, or Spectrum does not allow us to turn the TV on, <laughs> right? then they'll keep squeezing. They'll oh, squeeze yeah. and squeeze until it actually makes people run away from it. Uh, and that's the unfortunate part about it. And so it is maybe baby steps here. Again, like I said, if you take six or seven plays out of game, I don't think it's overly noticeable. However, if it becomes, if it's 10 to 15 plays. Yeah, that's super noticeable. Then that's, that's a difference in a game. That's not only a drive a team, that's getting to be a, a scoring drive length. Yeah. Uh, per team because we know six, seven, eight play drives can easily yield yield results. So that's when I'm going to start to be more agitated. That being said, there is the thought that if you believe it is a little bit higher, as I relate this to Auburn UMass, if you believe it does take a bigger chunk out, well, then all of a sudden, let's look at a game like Auburn UMass where we expect that, especially in the second half, there will be a lot more running. There will not be the need for up-tempo, really, at all. If if Auburn's doing what it should do, if Auburn's only up 10, then they're going to have to keep keep going away like it's a normal game. But if they're up 28 points at half, they're not going to come out in the second half with a bunch of pace, with a bunch of no huddle, in all likelihood. They're going to start to run at a higher rate. They'll still mix in a throw or two. They'll want to, if, if Ashford gets in there, they'll want to see Ashford throw the ball a couple times. But it'll be a lot of running. And then that is also when it gets more difficult to say, if you believe it's on the extreme, does that cost teams an opportunity for one more touchdown at the end of the day? If you're taking out 10 to 15 total plays in a game, of which in a lopsided game like this, that will affect Auburn more than it will affect UMass. More plays will probably thus be taken away from Auburn. Again, I'm just voicing this out. I'm just fleshing it out. It's up for you to decide right now. I want to see the data. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right. I want to see cuz you know when when you know when the MLB added in added in the pitch clock and you saw the difference in time from one game to another from last year to this year. I want to see that those numbers. I want to see how significant of a of a drop it is if there's a drop at all. You know, if it's like a 5 minute di- I I see 
a five to ten minute difference, I don't see that as any difference in a, in a game. In all honesty, I, I then once we get to you know fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes, okay, now we're really starting to truly speed up how this game is, how the game is are being played. Okay, now we're seeing a difference in things. Um, but if it's just a, I mean, marginal amount of time that's being cut short, because I mean, the difference between an MLB game from last year and this year was what, like forty-five minutes, something like that. No, uh, I mean it was, it was still. Uh, you, you've given us a very large number. It's still impactful. It's in. The, it's about twenty to twenty-four. Twenty to twenty-four minutes yeah. difference. Yeah. Okay, still. Lot, Early uh, yeah. low twenties. Yeah. yeah, I mean, still a significant difference in in how long the game is going. So that's kind of what I I think if you're. You know, if you're looking for a, a scale, then you want to kind of do it that way. Then just see a difference in a game, and you want to shoot for at least 20 minute difference, and that and that being considered impactful. And again, I I think a lot of people are just fearful of the fact that in in actuality, be, it will just be yeah, filled with commercials. You probably would have saved five or six minutes instead. They built five. To, they built an extra commercial break a half in or something, or added thirty seconds to it. I don't oh, know. But Major League Baseball did do it right. They obviously felt there was a problem with the game itself. But therefore, they dealt with the game itself rather than the money right. to the game. Absolutely. And their attendance has gone up in Major League Baseball too. Uh, when the year ends, I'm going to try and get the final number on average attendance and all that. But it has been up across really every. I think all but two or three big league ballparks have seen it increase in attendance this yeah. year even truest which technically was almost sold out all year long is up like one <laughs> percent somehow got more <laughs> yeah gotten a few more few more tickets sold so anyway back to auburn and umass uh you could say that there might be a one less score in some of these route games because of just how how quick it'll feel in the fourth quarter if you're just running 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 no first downs but again i we're still talking about individual moments of five to seven seconds because it's not like the first down stopped the clock until you snapped it again. It wasn't like that. It, it stopped it till they set the ball. And so that's again, five to seven seconds. It adds up over time. If both teams get 20 first downs in a game and we think it, let's call it five seconds around numbers. So that's a hundred seconds from both teams, 200 seconds, 60 seconds in a minute. That's three minutes, 20 seconds of game clock lost to, uh, that would have been had because of first downs. That's that's the quick map on that. So in three minutes and 20 seconds, how many plays can you run? Well, you can run about two plays a minute. Uh, if you go really fast, three plays a minute. Right, right. Um, and that that's, again, that's how you get to about nine plays in three minutes, you know, six to nine plays. Yep. That's the advanced math on that. Uh, I just, again, I, I want to see the data, but I admit that, I'm worried about what it will say because I'm. I definitely don't think game times are going to start going down. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to start going down either. It's it's going to be something to absolutely watch. I I don't know. I, I I hope that it does. I hope that the data yields some type of results because if it doesn't, then what are we doing? I feel like it was all just for nothing and for money. Then it was truly just to have a another built in. You know, commercial break here and there, and I just that uh, I don't I don't watch these games to watch commercials, man. Nobody does. You, you watch these games to watch the games. So I I don't I hate the 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 thought of even having to worry about oh we might be seeing another commercial break because of how how this plays out, and I I will be disgusted and livid by that. Yeah, there is one game that exists in in sport 
where the commercials are actually something that people look forward to. That is the Super Bowl. Yep. And that is the only time uh, that anyone's going to be like, yes, commercials, excited. All right, so my thought on Auburn UMass is I, I think that we've I, – I know you want to save some things. I get it. But when everything's new, you got to do some test runs yourself. Yeah. And so I want to see some of the passing concepts from the get-go. I'll just be honest with you. I don't I want agree. I don't want them to shelve everything. They they need to they need to run some good stuff uh, passing wise. And again, as we talked about a little bit with Warden and Steve, want to see receivers win battles. Want them to get open. Want them to if it, there is a contested catch to be had, make the catch. I just want to see good wide receiver play because look the offensive line. They play well. That's not going to tell us everything we need to know. And I mentioned as badly as I want to see the defensive line dominate, even if they do, that's not going to mean nope. it's going to hold up against A&M, Georgia, LSU, Alabama, etc. But I would feel a little bit better knowing there are guys that can just truly out-athlete UMass and truly just win dominate. edge battles. Yeah. Again, I guess to a degree there's nothing you're going to be maybe 100% convinced will translate to the biggest and baddest in the Southeastern Conference. But you still know where you've been, and you know that some of these smaller FBS opponents, Auburn's not been able to dominate across the board no. uh, in the past. That's part of the issue. Again, every the, the most recent example is the Georgia State example. And that's uh, last year struggled against San Jose State. Struggled, yeah. Even again. that was like fourteen yeah, point it was game. Way too close for comfort. And then um, I, I'm I over here. I'm over here dogging USC for giving up twenty eight points. Yeah. And San Jose State was like, well, how about a very close, uncomfortable margin against Auburn? Right. And then there was another game as well where we were kind of worried about it, uh, and it was supposed to be kind of an easier win. I, I can't exactly remember what it was. It was one of the games from last season where we were just like, man, this is. <laughs> not not a not an enjoyable game to watch it was just ugly uh, I know for a fact it definitely San Jose State was an ugly one um, I I just I don't want to see that again either I, I don't want to be nerve-wracked worried about these games because they're supposed to be kind of considered warm-up games they're supposed to be games that Auburn is able to dominate get themselves right for the, the opponents, they'll, yeah. that they'll truly have to be right for. The scores on the lower competition games last year, Western Kentucky at the end of the year, 41-17. That was even with Cadillac. Yeah. Uh, you had that San Jose State game, which was 24-16. Yep. And Mercer even 42-16. Mercer. Mercer was the one that, even though it was 42-16, Auburn was really, really slow to start that game, uh, if I remember correctly. It, it kind of took You know what? Off. They end up being slow all season. Yeah. <laughs> Auburn Auburn had a rough go at the beginning. Of, I thought it was Mercer. I just didn't want to speak yeah. incorrectly. And then 2021, they had thumped two teams to start. I mean, they yeah. had destroyed Akron and Alabama yep. State, but that Absolutely. Georgia State game uh, got incredibly uncomfortable there right after the Penn State loss. So, anyway, that's rehashing uh, some old skeletons there. But nevertheless – I would say that a step in the right direction. That that should be the proof that, okay, maybe it's not where you want it to go. You can't really prove that by beating or crushing UMass. But if you can crush UMass, you're kind of proving, okay, compared to last year, not playing around with the, right. the smaller teams to the same degree, you're, you're clearly advanced to a different level there. Final couple minutes of hour number two right Already? now. Already? 
Yeah, we're getting there. Uh, that's what happens when you have some great phone calls and you combine time, the breaks. Time flies when you're having fun. Absolutely. Still got a couple minutes, though. Um, again, hour number three, we will have a sports call five at five, as we always do. And we'll start to look ahead towards all these games this weekend and also give a playoff projection because that's yeah. something we really have not done at this point. I don't think we're going to spend too much time on it because, again, I don't really like my picks. And that's not – yes, to some degree I'm not confident, but also I just don't like the teams I'll be <laughs> picking. Uh, there's a hint for everyone. Um, so that will be coming up in a few minutes, and we'll have some final thoughts on Auburn and UMass too. Again – I'm just glad that there is so much excitement around the program, too. Absolutely. Uh, even watching some videos from last night of Hugh Freeze being greeted. Uh, you know, again, it, it doesn't win you all the games on Saturday you need to have. But hope and optimism is so much better than what we've seen yeah. in the last 12 months oh where it was uh, ugly truth and pessimism. And yeah. And so we don't know how this thing will will go five, three, five, seven years down the line. But I think that the boxes in the offseason were all checked. They were checked from a roster management standpoint. They were checked uh, in the portal, in the recruiting, winning big-time battles. They've been checked in the energy department. Uh, just the pure understanding of what it takes to be head coach at Auburn and in the Southeastern Conference, things that, you know, normally should be given. So, like, everything I just said is not some, like, shocking f- revelation. But the way it had been the last two years, all those things I just named were lacking. Roster yeah. management, yeah. transfer portal, recruiting, understanding the community, understanding this league. They all lacked the last few years. They just did. Yep. And so... I'm excited about this year, not because I think Auburn's going to go 2013 on everybody, although it'd be awesome if they did, but I think that they are now back on the way up after clearly having a couple years of descending. They're going to go back towards ascending. And so just excited overall. I know it's a bit of a soliloquy. I can't ever say soliloquy right there, Uh, (laughs) but I know it's a bit of that. But I think that ultimately – it's going to to turn out pretty good. You just got to have uh, a little bit of a stepping stone process too. Uh, but but it starts with UMass. It starts with developing. Again, going back to beating up on teams you should beat up on. And again, agreed. Don't have any idea how A and M will go in week four or how Georgia will go in week five. Um, but it but it starts with hey let's not sweat a UMass team yeah you know let let's let's have that wrapped up let's go in take going care into halftime and yeah. and then do what you want in the second half uh, but certainly excited to have football back we are out of time here for hour number two when we come back again sports call five at five coming up in hour number three we'll preview the full weekend of college football as well give you some playoff picks for the 2023 season. You're listening to the Friday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call starting right now. Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Canberry with you here on this Friday before the full start of college football season. And we are very excited for it. Coming up in just a moment, Sports Call 5 at 5. But before we do that, let's get back to the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401 locally or toll free one tiger 9 First up here in hour number three. Jeff from Columbus. Jeff is with us. Jeff, how are you this afternoon? Oh, great, guys. How are you all doing? Uh, doing very well. Very excited for football great, season. Great. Yes, man. I'm telling you, it's that time of year. I tell you. Man, maybe I don't have to listen to Steve talk about gymnastics, uh, softball, <laughs> things, shoot, all the other things that he talks about. But um, I'm sure he'll still get up at dang 7 o'clock on Monday morning and try to find some tidbits to keep us keep us interested and stuff. But, boy, I sure hope he talks more football. Oh, man, you know, I'm not a lawyer. My dad was. and But let me tell you something that uh, he told me. I did stay at a Holiday Inn once, too, so I guess that does kind of qualify me as uh, it's called capitalism. <laughs> right. It, that's why everything is the way it is. If everybody wants to watch ESPN and get the same programs and stuff, they could get get with their other comrades, is what my dad would always say. <laughs> he said, you and your other comrades, you can get together and form your own country, and you all can have ESPN anytime you want. But all these companies and all businesses have shareholders. Well, majority of them do have shareholders. And like you say, you can either buy stock in the company or find some other way to get it. Same with gasoline. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, gas, $5 a gallon, right? <laughs> they, profit, the people that uh, uh, have stock in the company, they, they're the only ones that don't complain. You know, so you can, yeah, yeah it, it, it does suck. And like you say, it it just keeps going and going. Like I was down at the, I was down at uh what Orange Beach a couple yeah. weeks ago, stuff like that. If you look at every available piece of sand around the the ocean, there's somebody's got a house on it. You know what I'm saying? How are there that many people that can afford a place on the dang ocean? Right? I yeah. Mean, every square inch of ocean has got a house on it. <laughs> How can there be that many people that have that much kind of money? So. I guess people that are smarter than me because I I don't own I, I don't own stock in either one of those companies. But man, I'm sure glad the season is coming around. But I, real quick, guys, sure, I've listened to everybody's top four and stuff like that. But nobody puts Alabama in there. Some of them do, but uh, but you know, 
they say Alabama's down and stuff. Alabama, Nick, Nick Saban's been there, what, 15 years or something? Every year, even before Georgia started getting into this game, Nick Saban's recruited the best players in football. So Alabama's got the players. I know they lose stuff every year, but they it's a purely reload, right? Sure. Is there something I'm missing about this year other than the quarterback? Because, I mean, Georgia's starting an unproven quarterback, right? But everybody's picking them to go number one, right? Right. Alabama's recruited equal, if not better, than Alabama for years. Maybe they don't know who their quarterback is, but they've got to have the talent. So is it just because they think they're not going to take two teams out of the SEC, like because Georgia and Alabama can't go? And so let me let me say this. I think that obviously we could I mean, you we've done it before and it could be done again to get two out of the league. But what needs to happen is for if there's gonna be one of those two teams with one loss the one loss team needs to win the title game. So if Georgia goes 12 and 0 and Bama's 11 and 1 cuz again as we've talked about many a times there's only two perfect teams for Saban under Alabama even with all the all the titles they ultimately get. They usually That's hard lo- to believe, isn't it? Yeah, they they <laughs> usually still lose a game somewhere. So if they lose that game somewhere whether it's a Texas or A&M whatever but still win the West and then lose to Georgia in the title game at two losses with the last game being a loss, at that point they will need help. It's still not impossible, but if you go out on a loss and you have two, all of a sudden the ball's not in your court. Uh, and, and it's going to be up to making sure that other co- other conferences have two lost champions and, and that sort of thing. Um, and, and so I think that's the argument against having them both in the playoff is just you'd have to believe that either they're both 12-0 and going into that game or the team with one loss going into that game wins it. I got you. Okay, that, that makes sense. Okay, but now, and I think you all are split on this, but Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, you have Ohio State over Michigan. I have Michigan over Ohio State, actually. Okay, I thought somebody had it the other way. Okay, well then that's perfect. Can you explain why? Well, the last two years... Right. Yeah, last two years Michigan's beaten Ohio State, and that was with Ohio State having a really elite quarterback play in C.J. Stroud. And I'm not saying they wouldn't end up having good quarterback play because they usually spit out every good quarterback known to mankind. Exactly. But, again, is it... Is it fair to think that he's going to be, at best case scenario, as good, but worst case scenario, at least somewhat of a drop of C.J. Stroud? I I think that's fair because C.J. Stroud was the the number two quarterback taken in the draft, and he's really awesome. So I'm questioning if Ohio State has truly lost a step on on Michigan just because Michigan scoring 40 – the last few years, they've scored 40 – Five and 42 points against them. Even in the loss the year before, they scored like 38. Like, for whatever reason, Michigan has figured out how to score big points on Ohio State. And so I just think it comes down to that game. I'm not saying that Ohio State can't make the playoff. Again, if they are 11 and 0 going into that game, I think the same thing applies to the Alabama Georgia dynamic where Ohio State would still have an excellent opportunity to go. They would just need, they you know, they would not go over an undefeated conference champ no matter which. You know, Big Twelve, ACC, right. Pac Twelve, whatever. 
Uh, and so they would just need a little bit of help. But obviously they lost that game last year and still went to the playoff and, and put up a damn good fight against Georgia. So I'm not saying they can't make the playoff. I just prefer – I think Michigan's got something going on against them now. Well, and see, that's – but is it just Ohio State? Because, I mean, they got beat by TCU. You know, they um, – I just – I don't know. I, I don't buy – LSU and I don't buy Michigan this year for some reason. I mean, I don't. I think, I think uh, Michigan is because I hate Harbaugh. I mean, I really. Sure. I, I, yeah. Man, I, I think what he's doing. If you if you just lie, if you okay, like you say, the punishment wouldn't have met the crime that was committed. But when you just blatantly lie, and they want to punish you, and you say, you know, what you're going to play your, uh, you know. That's not acceptable. Well, I guess they're the ones that said, hey, if you're going to stick out those four games, it's not acceptable because you lied, right? NCAA, they don't have anything, you know, they're, but they've got to put their foot down sometime. You know what I'm saying? You can't just blatantly lie to them and and expect no punishment. I, I believe, and I saw an article today. I didn't read it. I'm not like Steve. I just see stuff. <laughs> but So I won't know who to even contribute it to. But, um, Somebody, I think it was an ESPN article that said that this may be Harbaugh's last year because of this, right? And uh, I don't know if it's because of that or I just don't see him in the playoffs. And but like you say, you can, the pros will offer him, and there's no telling what they offered him last yeah. year. So if he can just if he can just get in there, but um, like I say, and this is our last year of um, okay. Two questions. Sure. This is our last year for the four-team playoff, right? That is correct. 12 teams starting next okay. year. And then we go to 12. Yep. Okay. And I still – look at the top 12, the preseason top 12. There, I don't believe there's 12 teams of those 12 teams that a lot of them deserve to win the national championship. I mean, just from the get-go. I, I, you can, I see nine win teams. You know what I'm saying? And – I just hopefully we don't get to the point where a nineteen. I don't know if that's even possible. Whether they're going to have to play fifteen games, so yeah, no. So it'd be more than that. But either way, I just don't believe that. I just hate to think that a, a, a number twelve seed. I guess a number twelve seed's going to play a number one seed. No, they'd play five. The one, okay. one through four get a buy. It's five, twelve, six, bye. eleven, okay. seven, seven, ten, and eight, five, nine. 12. Yep. Okay. And then the twelve-five winner plays one. I yes, I yes, yes. Okay, okay. Or no, 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 no. I'm I sorry. Eight-nine, mean, eight-nine would play one. It's bracketed out how okay. it kind of would be okay. in basketball. Eight, nine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That yeah. makes right. Okay. Yeah. And but uh, so I just, I just, I don't know. I I guess we'll just wait till that day comes when a number ten seed wins the national championship. But so, I, um, but do you think? That without the playoff, okay, is it? Let me see if I'm saying this right. Do you think that Alabama would be a the number four team in the country at the end of the year if they're if they weren't in the playoff? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard. You can't really put Alabama there because they won't have to play, say, Ohio State or Michigan, right? Okay, but I'm saying I believe that Alabama is one of the top four teams in the country, even though they may not make the playoff. 
but I guess that's been said every year that they don't make the playoff, isn't it? Right. Yeah. No. And that's I, yeah. I see what you're saying there. Then that's the thought from last year is the argument for Alabama was yeah. well, it was still only four points of losses, and yeah. and yeah. would surely they would still beat TCU. Yes, I I understand the argument. Yeah. Yes, and that's well, like you say, there's really. Uh, no way to decide it, but it beats the BCS and all this other stuff. So we'll get it all. I'm just excited they're playing, and uh, um, I'm with I'm with Daryl. I watch, uh, I listen to a lot of games, you know, just because a lot of times I'm at work when the game's on or something like that. So I'll listen to it, and I tell you, I get so nervous watching football because you know I'm the one. My emotions, you know, if I don't have my winning shirt on or something like that, that's why my team's going to lose. Right. Uh-huh. So I can't watch it. You know, I got my flags not blowing the right way or something like that. I, I'm, I'm just superstitious that way. So I'll actually listen to the radio outside when I get nervous and then come in to see the play after I figure out, you know, what, what happened. happened. Yeah. The delay. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just me. So, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so glad to do it. Yes. And uh, uh, one question, and I hope you all are off Monday, but. Are no, we we we're, we're going to be here Monday. Yep, we're going to be here Monday. Oh man, gosh. Well, uh, I'm I'll be listening for sure. But I sure was hoping you'd have the day off at least. But dang, I'm glad you all are sticking through it, and uh, just for us. And also, I um I did turn it over to your sister station. They had a game on last night, right? Right. Was it a Florida game? Yep, Florida okay, Utah. So you yep. could listen to it there. What decides what game they are going to going to play? Is there any rhyme or reason to it? Uh, they they try to get at least one marquee team involved. Um, okay. it, it, so we're partnering we're partnering with Compass Media and uh, also a company called Touchdown Radio, which Gino Toretta created. Um, and, and so they it's 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 contracts with them and. Uh, the league and 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 what because uh, w- there's there's several different types of radio companies that that are are bargaining for and trying to get some of these game contracts. So you know okay. they're they're kind of allotted a certain amount from a certain conference and they kind of just go in order there. And uh, you okay. know, for instance, we we can't air a Alabama game, for instance, because there's another Alabama affiliate in the. And the market, market, excuse me. I so gotcha. that's why we would pivot to say touchdown radio in a week like that. So you know they they do have some Bama games uh, and some Auburn games and that sort of thing. Uh, but just if there's any market overlap, then you get locally blacked out. So that's why we have two providers that are going to have some games this year. Oh well, shoot, that's great. That's great. Now you said Gino Toretta. Is that the old Miami yes. quarterback? Yes, he developed really? a company called uh, Touchdown Radio, and again they they function kind of like Westwood One or Compass Media, where they're providing weekly college football games throughout the year. Yep. So man, he paid attention in school too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Dang, that, that is good. <laughs> but hey, and from Miami, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey. Um, uh, I like what y'all are doing, and I will be listening, and uh, we'll find out how this goes this weekend, and we'll listen to y'all on Monday, okay? Absolutely. Yes, Appreciate you. Have a good weekend, even though you don't get off. But. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> All sir. Right. We'll talk to you later. You Bye too, now. Jeff. You have a great weekend as well. That is Jeff from Columbus joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line, uh, and he mentioned it right there at the end, too. Yeah, again, we're partnering with Compass Media and Touchdown Radio throughout the year. Florida and Utah, while it became – 
vastly unavailable for Spectrum users last night on television. It was available right uh, right over on FM Talk 93.9. And our game for tomorrow uh, will be the Penn State and West Virginia game. So, again, top 10 team in Penn State right there, preseason number seven uh, against West Virginia. So that's the game on our airwaves tomorrow night, 6 o'clock on FM Talk 93.9. We're going to go ahead and take our first time out here of hour number three. And when we come back, we will get to the Sports Call 5 at 5. That will be about our playoff picks. And then uh, we'll preview the, the couple relevant games over the weekend, uh, especially involving SEC teams. You're listening yeah. to the Friday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. Back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy and Cam Berry with you here on this Friday edition I of the show. You are here indeed. And uh, we are almost here to the college football season. Again, I, I'm loving this feeling. Uh, I'm so ready. I, again, it, it, it's not about me, but I took over first week of January, which is the exact right. time the season ended. So we talked some NFL playoffs. We talked about Georgia beating TCU by 7 million points. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. Uh, and so ever since then, it's been working back up to football season. We talked basketball, which I love, all that great stuff, but we know what moves the needle around here, and that is college football. And so we are very excited uh, to be back and active inside of Jordan-Hare Stadium and hoping to see all – 88,043 seats full, not 87,451. I've still got to look at the sheet of paper, I'll admit, for the 88,043. We'll get there. I'll commit to memory. And then they'll expand it again in a few years. Anyway, (laughs) or or they'll change the number at some point. Uh, Anyway, let's get to today's Sports Call 5 at 5. This will be our playoff pick segment. And the Sports Call 5 at 5 is presented by Southeastern Land Group. John Harden and Brian Watts are your local land advisors with Southeastern Land Group. Land is always a sound financial investment. It's also a time investment with your family and friends. And Brian and John can help you find the perfect property for you. If you're looking to sell your land and get maximum exposure to potential buyers, your friends at Southeastern Land Group can also help you with that. Call John Harden at 334-524-2756 or call Brian Watts at 334-707-4273 or find them online at sclandgroup.com. All right, Cam, for the five at five, no numbers, no Zeus right here. We're just going to give our top five in the playoffs. Yes, we are aware that it's still four. But someone has to be the first loser or the first team uh, on the outside looking in. So go ahead and get to it. What you think for Out. the playoff four plus one? Outside looking in, this is going to be a tough one, honestly. I've kind of gone back and forth. 
Um, but I, I think the team that's going to be on the outside looking in is going to be Clemson. Okay. Um, you think an eleven and one for them? And, yeah, eleven okay. and one. I, I don't. You know, I, I don't. I honestly don't think I see any ACC team getting in. Sure. Um, and I, I. I I was flip-flopping between if I if I really think that Florida State has a real chance of, of beating Clemson. Um, I, I'm just not 100% sure that they do. Um, but I still think that the ACC overall as a conference is just weak. And with that being said, I, I think um, I think I think Clemson will be that that five seed. Do okay. you, want me, you want me to keep going? Do I am I giving all four? Or you want to go ahead and give your five? Yeah, go ahead and give go ahead and give the whole give whole thing. lot. Yeah. All right, four. This one might be surprising. Um, I've got Oregon getting in. Okay. I've got Oregon Quack. winning the Pac-12. Um, and you know I I'm not just USC man. <laughs> That, Concerned that, about the defense. Dude, that defense yeah. is it's bad. It's like Lincoln Riley just completely decides that defense doesn't matter, and it really does. It it, it has to matter. At Someone least a asked him, bit. "How do you win a football game?" He says, "Score more points." Score more points. Literally, but how do you do that? You score more points. Score more points. That's it. You but don't Lincoln, stop do you try to stop? No, no we need to no, score we more just points. Need to keep scoring. Like, yeah. give them the ball. They can score. We'll score twice. We'll be- it just doesn't right. make sense. So I, I think that's really going to be USC's downfall, in all honesty. I just don't think they're going to have – I mean, the defense was bad last year, but I, I don't know if it got any better. Yeah, this too year. early to tell, but not a glowing yeah, review to start No, with. not a glowing review at all. Um, so I, I think Oregon will be that four seed. Um, I think the three seed is going to be um, – I think I – think, I, Ohio State. Okay. And then um, I got Georgia at one. That two is what's kind of iffy for me. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not sure if Bama's good enough again this year to, to make that that playoff, honestly. Um, but it could be wrong. You could always be wrong, right? Um, but, but the quarterback play truly does concern me. And honestly, the wide receivers as well concern me if they're going to have that wide receiver talent that they've had for years, you know, years past. I mean, real talent. Um, but I, I think Michigan is going to be that two seed. So I think it's going to, I think I'm going to go Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, and, uh, and then outside looking in, Clemson. Clemson. And then who you got in the title? I'm making you do this too. Oh, okay. And the title, I think we'll have a repeat of the semifinal, and it'll be no, because what one, who who plays? How you would have one and four. You'd have Georgia versus uh, Oregon, and then you'd have so then Ohio State, Michigan part two. So yeah, like I I was gonna say, so I I think it's gonna be a repeat of that semifinal game, and I think it's gonna be Georgia and Ohio Ohio State. and and as much as I hate to say it, you know I I see Georgia three peating. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm getting sick. Oh, yeah. yeah, something in yeah, the stomach it, doesn't it, feel right. It doesn't feel right at all. But I I mean I don't see it, much of a. I just don't see as much resistance. It, yeah, here's the problem. If you're trying to, you could. You could foreseeably see Georgia obviously lose in the playoff because not everybody will pick Georgia to win right, the title. Right. 
But the problem is, it just seems like such a clear path to get there. Yeah. There's, again, they have only... the path of least resistance, the, truly. The only game that I, I think... Because I don't even think Ole Miss can go into Athens. I, I think the only game Georgia can realistically lose is at Tennessee. Right. And again, you're still got to bank on Joe Milton being the Him. good version of Joe Milton. That Him. You know, because there's still a wide range of, of outcomes for Milton. And again, I've said many times that if Tennessee, I, I'll stick by this, the caveat's the if here, but if Tennessee has one loss or fewer, meaning they've only lost to Alabama, or Lord forbid they have beaten right. Alabama and they still only have one loss, then I think they will beat Georgia. Yeah. But I just have a feeling that Milton is going to have a couple of whoops games and that he's going to have he's going to be wildly inconsistent. There'll be a game where you're like I see the Hendon Hooker in him, I see yeah. the Heisman in him. This is great. And then I'm going to see a three turnover game. Yeah. And I'm going to say, "Well, but you got to take better care of it." Cuz that's why I was so impressed by Hendon Hooker is he could throw all those deep balls, throw open the offense out, all these wide throws yeah. to the boundary and it did not matter. He only threw four or five picks. Yeah, like he, he was he not took turning the ball. Really up. good care of the ball. For sure. And I don't think that that offense is necessarily friendly to saying, "Okay, we're never going to have turnovers. I just think Hooker did a really good job within it. And so I I think that Georgia is still probably 12 and 0. Again, the only game I would circle would be Tennessee. If they're 12 and 0 going the SEC title game, they're in the playoff. They don't have yeah. to win it. They're in the playoff. Yeah. I mean, uh, Carson Beck just has to be somewhat right. decent. And that's the other part of it is that there's a scenario where Georgia wins the title and Carson Beck's just okay. Yeah. What if Carson Beck's really damn good? Yeah. Then how do you beat that? Uh, you don't. Because you know because their line, even if their running backs are just just solid SEC running backs, they'll still run the ball pretty well, even with yeah. the injuries they have. Yep. If their line's great, they'll run it to some degree. They've got some weapons. And obviously they've got a defense that's going to be tough to be better than. I mean, they'll likely be the best defense in the country again at worst. Worst case scenario for their defense are third. Yeah, right. Like, they, like, like that's worst, the worst case, case scenario, scenario. the top five, right? Um, the, the argument here is, in my mind, I process it of who could beat Georgia. And that's and really we've not looked at it that way. And I, obviously it's an Auburn talk show. I don't want to look at it that way. But if you're trying to pick against Georgia – Put them on the field. Who can beat Georgia? And in my opinion, coming the year, there's three programs programs that can beat Georgia. Alabama's one. Again, that's a disgusting option. Ohio State's one. They almost beat it last year. And as a program, Clemson is one, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's because of the way they function that they play really good defense. The defense does translate when they play SEC teams, and they usually have quarterbacks that are – that are, are really dynamic yeah, and really I can, good. I can see that for sure. Well, here's the problems. Alabama doesn't know their quarterback situation. It might end up being great. But for years now, plural years, Alabama's been working with elite quarterbacks. Yeah. From Mac Jones to Tua to Bryce Young. Like, even though I don't like Mac Jones or Mac Jones, excuse me, that much in the NFL, he was great. He was, he was yeah, really good college quarterback. Successful. And obviously Tua was when healthy and Bryce Young was. This might be the first time in five or six years that they might just have average quarterback play. I'm not even – I think Milrow will be such a good runner. It would be hard for him to be just flat-out bad. He's also yeah. plays for the University of Alabama. He's not going to be flat-out bad. Right. But just being average to above average for the first time in five or six years, what does that mean for them? So that's a little concerning if you're wanting Bama over Georgia. If you're wanting Ohio State over Georgia, they've got Kyle McCord this year. They had a quarterback race that they didn't love yeah, until the end there. Um the bar that C.J. Stroud set is high. He was really, really good. And so the likelihood that they get 
quarterback play that's better is non-existent, and the likelihood they get quarterback play as good is still pretty low. They could get still solid quarterback play. Again, yeah. it's Ohio State. There's a See certain average, level, right? and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is awesome. Like he'll he'll yeah. he'll get all the yards. I put him as a I put him as yesterday when we did Heisman. I put him going to New York, not winning, but I yeah. said uh, he'd, he'd go to New York. But definitely locking down the bullet golf. Right. So yeah. he's gonna be awesome. But can you just be awesome because your wide receiver is awesome against Georgia and win? No. Like Stroud was awesome that game last year. That's why they had chance. They didn't get enough stops, and that was part of it. And then the other program that's beaten Alabama a couple of times, proven their medal in the playoff, is Clemson. And the, that starts to get into more murky territory because you feel that there's leakage in multiple ways. A, at the quarterback position. And then B, like the defense has not been quite as good uh, in just one year after Brent Venables. It's not for sure it will go this way. They've got a lot of returning players this year. Right. But then you worry about the defensive side of things. Everyone else, like, I'm sorry, Michigan style does not beat Alabama and Georgia. It does not. No. It might beat Ohio State. Teams can match up differently with other teams. Michigan style does not beat Georgia. Uh, Michigan style didn't beat They try to do what Georgia does. Georgia's going to be better at it. They have better players. Yep. And their coach is as good or better. Like, Harbaugh's not better than Kirby Smart. If you want to say he's close to as good, okay, whatever. I don't know if I agree with that either, but I think you can form an argument that says he's close. Right. But he's not as good. And so if Kirby's better and the players are more talented and the players are bigger, what's your path if you do the exact same style of ball? Yeah. I mean, I'm just, again, it's not hard to figure that out. So I think my playoff, after all that, I still think Georgia's in it. I'm going to go, do I go worst case scenario? Do people want to turn us off? Gosh. I don't think, I just don't, I don't think. With that, I can't confidently say Alabama can beat Georgia until I know their quarterback play. Because right. again, to beat great see. defenses, you have to have a good quarterback yeah, play. Until you see now, Milrow, yeah. the good news for Milrow and for Alabama is one thing that upsets great disciplined defenses like Georgia and Alabama's is quarterbacks that can move. For sure, because you can't account for that all the time. Nope. So that's that's something to look out for. But I think Bama goes eleven and one and then loses to Georgia in the title game. So I think they do miss the playoff. I think it is Georgia and Bama in the SEC title game, but Georgia's number one. I, I like Michigan more than Ohio State, so I'll go them number two. And again, there's not there's just nothing for them to lose other than Ohio State and Penn State. There's no chance. Right. Mich- I yep. I would be if Michigan will have had coaching malpractice or something if they lose to someone other than Penn State or Ohio State. It just is Absolutely. what it is. And they get Ohio State in Ann Arbor. Oh yeah. So <laughs> so there you yeah, go. No. So okay. Michigan number two. Number three, I do like Clemson more than most this year. As I go through the teams. I've got Bama with two losses. I think LSU still loses twice. So I think LSU's out. I like Clemson more than Florida State. I'll shove Clemson here at three. Okay. I don't. I, I'm not convicted by it. I'm confident in Georgia and Michigan. Yeah, yeah. I'm not confident in, in these other two, but I'll take Clemson three. They've got Notre Dame. That'll be difficult. They've got Florida State. That'll be important For sure. and difficult. Other than that, you know, Carolina's okay. Pittsburgh's okay. So Clemson's got some at least speed bumps other than Notre Dame and and Florida State. But I'm going to trust that it's not Brent Venables being gone, that like they can still produce 20-point or yeah. less defense. And I still I think Klubnick's got the leadership down path. I felt even when he came into a game last year, the team just perked up, even if he wasn't awesome. And look, they did lose to Tennessee which would right. be concerning to this year because that was more of the Clemson we're going to see this year because it's Klubnik. But they just felt like they were perkier. 
that he had a more command of what was going on offensively. Will it translate? I don't know. So, But I'll take Clemson three. And then number four, I'll take Ohio State as an 11-1. Okay. I think they'll split that game up yeah. and not have Michigan-Ohio State part two just yet. They'll have a Georgia-Ohio State repeat, and they'll have Michigan-Clemson. And then I'll take a national title game. Oh, gosh. Did I really put Clemson in a title game again? <laughs> who's your odd man out? Who's your? Who's oh, I guess I get number five. Uh, number five, I'll put Bama. I, I think okay. I think at eleven, if you're eleven and one Alabama, yeah. and then you lose to Georgia by something other than like thirty points, you lose semi close, then you just miss, and those conversations continue, and yeah, yeah. you're taking eleven and one Ohio State over eleven and two Bama, and for sure. It's it's pinching and pennies there. I just think that the the problem with the Pac-12 is that I do need to explain this because I think that Oregon and USC all are close enough to potentially make it. I just think between they all play each other. They all play Utah. They all play Washington. There's a Notre Dame USC. Right. I, and I've said this many times. This is my other prediction. And I, I'd probably put Notre Dame six or seven this year, honestly. I think they'll finish 10 and two. Okay. And I think they'll beat USC and take them out of it at the end of the year. That's my hot take. Fair. When we did the Heisman yesterday, I picked Sam Hartman. Yeah. I, and and so I picked, picked that Sam because. Sam Hartman to win the Heisman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went for it. Let's let's yeah. do a little something different. Yeah, Not no, good switch up. Again. I yeah. like that. That's fine. He played and really well the I, other day. I'm sorry I love Drake May to death, obviously, because of Carolina, but I just don't think Carolina's going to be nationally relevant yeah. enough. So I took Sam Hartman because I think he'll outduel Caleb Williams in that game, take USC out of the playoff. All right. And there's something I, I someone had to have some spice at some point. I don't, I don't even know if it's that hot of a take. It's, but I, I think we just turned the broiler on. It just Why turned not? on. That's it. I that's a little lukewarm. So so yeah, I'll take um I'll take Bama five. I think LSU finishes top ten. I think at least one, probably two Pac twelve teams finish in the top ten. But that that's the four. And then title game. Gosh, it would be history. It's tough to say. It's tough to do this. It's tough to win three in a row. So I'm going to say it goes awry. I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to say again. I'm going to give you a little lukewarm take, and I'm going to have Ohio State upset them. Even after I just said I don't know about McCord, I don't know about Revenge any of this. Game it. I I'm just going to say we don't know about Beck either. To be fair, yeah, and. Ohio State's got a history of spitting out good quarterback play. Georgia's been fine. It's not like they play bad quarterback play, obviously. But I'm going to say just just because something different, just because it doesn't go the way as planned every single time. We love chaos. So Ohio State over Georgia, Clemson over Michigan, and Ohio, Ohio State. State and Clemson, right. and – Oh, I just I don't feel confident about this at all. Should I just dude? Should no I just take Georgia and Bama in the title no game way. and be Screw boring that. and everyone hate Screw me? Screw that. Lock into um, what you're feeling. I, can, I love it. Fine. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ride with Clemson to win the title. Clemson over Ohio State in the title. Wow, everyone boo. He's got Clemson. This man. <laughs> Ryan has yep. Clemson as his national. God, if they champion. lose to Duke on Monday night, <laughs> it's all gonna be derailed. <laughs> It's Whoa. all going to be over by Tuesday. Yep. I might not show up on Tuesday. <laughs> I think I've got a cold front coming in. It's not you freeze either. It's the sniffles. Oh, uh, that'll Tuesday. be your that'll be your labor day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I don't have Spectrum to watch that. 
Anyway, so that's our playoff picks. Cam's got Georgia three-peating. That's probably safer pick. Oh, I've I, got the I return of Dabo. Feeling a little I already feeling buyer's remorse. Uh, you walk out of the store. You end the store. You think it's a great deal. Eh, no one's getting this. I'm going to take this. You leave the store and you realize why people weren't taking that. Yeah. Why, why they? Why that was still on the shelf? Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. We're gonna take our final time out of the show today. Final thought on Auburn UMass. We didn't really get to pick. We we'll try and jam in 30 seconds of LSU Florida State when we come back to and final thought about Auburn UMass. You're listening to the Friday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Want to call into the show? Send us your thoughts via email. You've got mail. Sports call at the tiger.fm. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call and Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy and Cam Berry with you here. Final few minutes of the program this afternoon. Let's get one last phone call on the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401 locally. Toll free one 888 tiger 9 Next up is Matt. Matt, good to talk to you, sir. Again, uh, we will be excited for more high school football coming up tonight, both here on Tiger 95.9 and with Smith Station on 93.9. And Matt will be joining Brant Daughtry, the voice of the Smith Station Panthers. Matt, appreciate the phone call today. Hey, guys. <clears throat> Looking forward to the evening. We've got a little drizzle over here, but uh, nice turf facility, so I don't think that's going to affect anything. But um, before we get your final thoughts on Auburn UMass, yes, sir. Um, I'm going to get my pick in, and then I want to take you back. Uh, we're going to hop in the DeLorean, and we're going to hit 88 miles an hour. We're going to go <laughs> back in time. Um, I'm, I'm going, uh, Auburn 38, UMass 17. Okay. Um, but let's go back in time for a minute. Do you remember when, when PJ Fleck left Minnesota and they were never going to win another game? Do you remember when Billy Napier was the hottest thing on the market? Do you remember when Matt Rule was going to exceed expectations at Nebraska? My, my, my. How fast things can change. And I'm hoping that all the naysayers, I'm hoping that all the people who did not support the Hugh Freeze fire get to eat a nice, healthy portion of crow within the next 10 weeks. Hoping for a big year. Yes, sir. I hope so. Look, you guys have a great night. I'm going to let you give your final thoughts and nightly TV guide, and I'll talk to you soon. Love it, Matt. Appreciate the phone call. 
That is Matt joining us today on the Auburn Bank phone line. Again, uh, Matt will be joining Brant on the call at Smith Station or uh, at Central Phoenix City, Smith Station, Central Phoenix City. Tonight on FM Talk 93.9, airtime around 640 uh, with kickoff shortly after 7. Again, Borgard High School over here on Tiger 95.9. Coming up at 630. Yeah, again, Hugh Freeze trying. Look, obviously no secret. Some people were not excited about uh, the Hugh Freeze hiring. Right. If uh, the winds start to flow, then uh, everyone will start to glow. And that came up without in the fly, and now I need to say goodbye. All right. Hey, <laughs> bars. All right. I don't know who I am anymore. Uh, four or five minutes left before I go delirious and before the show ends. Final thoughts, Auburn UMass, though. Uh, you don't have to give a score, Cam. Give me no. something sort of margin, though, and, again, something to look out for. Um, looking out for wide receiver play. I think that's the biggest thing that I, I, I really want to watch. I want to watch these wide receivers try to get some separation, um, get get you know get as open as possible, um, and, and just run routes well, and and see if we can you know get some high receiving yardage uh, or high passing yardage from from Peyton Thorne. Um, and I, I just I expect at least a three touchdown victory, a, th- a three scores. Um, no, yeah, three touchdowns. I'm yep. going to stick with that. Three, three touchdowns. Yeah, three scores um, can. Yeah, yeah be like that can mean a lot. Seventeen. Right, right. And, yeah. <laughs> no, three touchdowns. I, I expect at least a three touchdown victory from Auburn. Um, just need to be dominant in all facets of the game. Um, not play with your opponent and and obviously respect them, but understand that you have more talent here. Uh, understand that you're the better team and you're you're. Um, the team that is expected to dominate. So that's that's all I'm expecting to see from Auburn. Yeah, I think Zach Blackerby put it really well when we had him on the show yesterday that, look, all these guys at UMass, put them on Auburn's team, they're really not starting and they're barely playing. I mean, some of them would – I mean, a lot of them would not play at all. So, look, you got to you gotta assert some dominance, even if it doesn't mean that you're going to go out there and win 10 games this year and have this huge season. You're still an SEC team. You're still Auburn. And it's still UMass, and Auburn needs to win this game. I'm, I'm going to go about a 28 to 31 type of margin, four touchdowns plus, something in the 38 10 range, 41 13, 45 13, something in there. Yeah. The line's 35, so I, I'd say that would be just short of covering. But also, again, when you put the second string in matters, maybe Auburn's up 38 to three, puts in second string defense, gives up a touchdown. You know, I mean, something like that in the fourth quarter. Uh, I do think they'll get to the second string about midway through the third, maybe late third. I think they will play at least one possession of offense defense with a lot of the first string guys. And again, because of all the guys rotating until we actually see Robbie Ashford or Holden Gardner before, until we actually see second string offensive line, that sort of thing, or don't see any sort of rotation of uh, Nehemiah Pritchett and DJ James and yeah. et cetera. Until we see all those guys completely off the field, it's not fully second team yet. They'll be rotating a lot of those guys in various positions. Real quickly, just in 30 seconds, Cam, the big one this weekend in college football on Sunday night, LSU, Florida State. What do you think about that game? Oh, should be a lot of fun for sure. Uh, I, I'm definitely interested to see um, second year Jaden Daniels at LSU and same with Brian Kelly. Um, see what see what they bring to the table. Have a lot of talent on that team, obviously. And then I'll, I'm excited to see FSU's offense. I'm excited to see. Um, uh, I think his name is Jordan Travis, if I remember yes. correctly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, the wide receiver as well, uh, Johnny. Can't remember his last name. Um, 
but another extremely talented guy, these dynamic playmakers. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, just like it was last year. Could definitely come back down to a field goal. I think it'll be a little bit more. I think it'll be a bit more high scoring than it was um, last year. I, I don't think. I think. <laughs> I don't even remember the final score. I think it was a relatively low scoring game, if I remember correctly. Um, but I, I think it'll get into the you know probably probably thirties. 20s, 30s, you know, high in, 20s, yeah, low 30s, high 20s, low 30s, uh, solid, solid game. So, yeah, uh, I think it'll be a good one. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I can't wait because yeah, it'll be the last Sunday that I'm watching anything <laughs> college football related, uh-huh. that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a good one for sure. Yeah, big time game. Very important. Look, Florida State season is in September. They've got both LSU and Clemson in the month of September. We'll know what we need to know about the Knowles uh, before we turn the page to spooky season in October. Uh, and then as for LSU, look, that game went awry for them last year. I firmly believe if it was played later last year, LSU would have won it, but they were ironing out a lot of kinks and had a lot of quirks in that game. I think they win a close one. I, I, I'm not, I don't think Florida State is nothing. I don't think it's completely overhyped garbage, but I do think that people are expecting this to be the season. They win the ACC maybe go to the playoff even, Travis, Heisman candidacy. I think some of that needs a little bit of break put on it. Uh, but I do think they'll be pretty good, and it will be a close game. Else you would not blow them out. But I do think LSU wins about a one-possession type of game. Final few seconds of Sports Call today. The Nightly TV Guide is presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer, as always. There's some things you won't be able to watch on it if you have Spectrum, ESPN2, U.S. Open Tennis, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock on ESPN, you got some high school football. You got some college football on FS1, Central Michigan, Michigan State. Again, 6 o'clock on FS1. And then the Atlanta Braves, Los Angeles Dodgers, 9-10 on Bally Sports Southeast. That was a heck of a baseball game last night. And again, you got some college football on the 6, 7 o'clock hour tonight. Highly recommend watching some more Braves, Dodgers late at night tonight. And that is Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. That will do it for the show today. Cam, thank you very much for being here this afternoon. Have a great weekend full of football, sir. Talk again next week. Yes, glad to be here. Can't wait for next week. War Eagle. Absolutely. That will do it for the show today. As always, we appreciate all those that tuned in and called in. For Brooks Childress, who joined us earlier, and Cam Berry, my name is Ryan Lavoy. Have a great Friday night. Have a great weekend full of football. War Eagle, we'll talk to you again on Monday.